of Indian Epistle, Season 1, Episode 8. It is October 2018. I am Devin the Referee. To my left, we have X playing Y. Tyler playing Matteo. Kevin playing the Crimson Marquis. Peter also Zazel the Goat-Headed. Mark as Lothar. Now I'm going to tell you a secret, listeners. You listened to Episode 7, and we're on Episode 8 now, and it's the same night. Nicole is still sick, so it's not like two weeks in a row she's sick. It's just it's the same night, and we had a lot of extra time. So that's why she's not here. She's actually in the background. I have my eyes on her right now. She's waving at the mic, but the, this is a audio-based medium, so you just you just can't you can't see the waving. You can feel it. Yeah, if you heard that, that was Nicole. She's got a frog voice right now. Because she's sick. Just make a play Toadbringer. <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> My God. I hope we might pick that up. Anyway, gang, recap what happened last session. We killed a breaker. Two bits. You finally killed a breaker all on your own without, without being pumped from you. Also, we kidnapped a woman against her will while she was unconscious and brought her back to our magical city. Yeah. In our defense, really, we killed her first. That's not out of character for this group. I mean, I'm a dragon. That's what they do. Like if she was a child, it would be like spot on. <laughs> you guys just I mean, that. she was just born. Well, reborn. That's sort of a child. We had this entire conversation about ethics and morality, and everyone agreed that there is no such thing as right or wrong, and that it's totally okay to kidnap people. Oh, so we brought her back to a guy who just, you know, said they were, you know, together. So. We believe them. Yep. Oh, I'm sure he was a nice guy. We've, we've never been lied to before. No one's ever lied to you before. He ever. can't. He's, well, he's twice. from Minnesota. How could he be lying? He's not from Minnesota, he's just from your village. It's a regional dialect. You know, like screamed hams. What? So, yeah, that was literally all we did. Murder and then kidnapping. Yep. So, what are you guys up to now in your castle made of laser lights? <laughs> I guess we're heading to Manticore. You want to head deep north to the northern coast for Manticore. <laughs> yeah. This groven woman can't make her way back home alone, so we're going to, you know, chaperone her best that Manticore has to offer. Do you, like, call her in? Yeah. Alright, she enters your, like, vampire god, you know, room. Oh. You know, I just imagine looking like Castlevania with, like, you know, Atlas Shrugged architecture everywhere. Just looking at you. Don't fuck with dice! She <laughs> walks in, and you take a glass and break it. What is a man? Don't what break is a my man? Away. What the fuck? Like I can repair it. Like in, um... I want to be the guy where he throws a glass and he can kill your character instantly. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, Brinstar is there. She's kind of standing around awkwardly in this giant catacomb citadel in the middle of your city. <laughs> where, like, pink neon parfait colored lights are going on in the background. It's eerily nighttime. So, you're still here, which leads me to assume you're fine with us escorting you back home. I assumed I was, uh, you know, prisoner of war. Oh no, we don't do kidnapping. Are we at war? <laughs> Are you gods? He just kind of stares at it. <laughs> no, gods like going to war. That's why they started the Great War. It's more of a side project. <laughs> so, so I just assumed. She says with a beer can in her hand. No, you know what they say about assuming. We will. What was that? You were always free to go. Oh, okay. All right. I just didn't want to push my luck and find out that I was being escorted to my, you know, nice little guest room. Oh, it's understandable. The implication was always there. Yeah, the implication was very strong. 
Nothing bad would have happened, but why would I say no just in case? Exactly. Your freedom of choice, which is what our city is all about. <laughs> now, can we take give you a lift in our, uh, you know, kitten? Yeah, okay. Is that is that the ship you're flying back in? It looks a little low tech. Start punching her. <laughs> <laughs> well, the woman of the machine gave it to Mathiel, so blame them. That wasn't blaming anyone. I was just unsure that it would survive the trip. But we can all just fly. Yeah, I wouldn't want to risk the kitten. <laughs> On our simple trip across the uh, Icelands that we've largely... Uh... Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. She, like, takes out, like, a processor computer. She, like, taps into it and stuff very briefly and then tosses it to the Crimson Marcus. Okay. So you're going to want to fabricate those, and I'm assuming your Energon fabricators, and just plug those into the kitten's transmitter array. The kitten exists, right? It's a ship and it has a transmitter array. Yes. I don't believe it's solo tech that would not have those. Yeah, alright. So those will, those will give the proper clearance codes so you aren't hit by the glassing fields. Oh, excellent. The glassing fields are in bloom right now. <laughs> Marquis well, goes off to fabricate. Those. Well, we wouldn't want to be hit by the glass machines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both are I'm assuming you're running on an energon on an energon reactor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You definitely want to key that in the uh, the glassy fields will target that. Do you have any idea what he's what she's talking about? I absolutely do. Good. Uh, just a quick gut check. So I did a little reading in the Bible that was included in my guest suite. Uh, you're obviously some sort of goat goddess that's tied into the other goat god, right? And, no. Not at all. And you're a vampire plutocrat. Yes. And you're some sort of cultural hero. And Thea's the nemesis. Like, kind of, she kind of makes that, as we all know, motion. <laughs> I just want to make sure none of you are um, FOST related, right? Oh heavens, no. That's okay because the the overrides I gave you will not work if you're FOST related. That's very smart. Yeah, there's um, you'll find out. You know, you'll see. You'll like it. So don't bring your birds around there. Their wings will just give out. Just smack into it like it's a Windexed window. All right, well, I'm going to go, um, like, how soon do you want to leave? She says, looking to the captain? I think the sooner we could drop you off, the better. <laughs> like a day, an hour, this minute? I'm fine to go whenever. I'm I have to go now. Let's go. All right, so now? Yes. I'm going to drop a deuce then. I thought I could get a little more hammered here at your bar. But okay, meet you there. You're bringing the bar with. <laughs> what a charming lady. Yeah. Soldier. I watched some of those old movies about uh, that were recommended by some of your... I was wondering why you didn't have an oversized pipe organ. Oh, I don't keep that up here. That's in the lower levels where oh. I keep my... Your coffin? Yeah. Your sarcophagus-style coffin? Megalite comes out drilling on his guitar? Yeah, it's a little too gauche for the upper levels, the uh, secretarial levels. 
see. All right. Well, you guys all... Who, who are you bringing on the kit? Uh, small skeleton crew. Just enough to operate it. Not actual skeletons. You gotta be specific. Yeah. I was also picturing that. <laughs> uh, Fucking I'll, Magikoopas. I'll take a group of cue card carrying um, uh, evangelists. Evangelists. Uh, yeah, some of your cult members. members. What do we use? Zazel. Some younglings, some broodlings. In case we're in some trouble, I guess. Okay. Swarm, swarm. Vampire swarm. man. A representative from each of my clans. Like the three vampire clans. You should clans. name them and give them personalities. The representatives? Yeah, you know, it's their people. Well, I can come up with names for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what clans do you have so far? Like, I have the names know. written down. One second. Well, you got the you got the plant vampires, right? Yep, and the city and, vampires. And the city vampires. And, and the vampire vampires. Vampire vampires, right, 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 right. <laughs> And they're like full-on Castlevania nobility, right? Yeah, they're literally, they all look very similar to the Marquis. Very good, very good, very good, very good, very good. Good, good, good. Cool, cool, cool. You should make a... Clan of vampires that have like blue skin and are kind of tall and broad and stuff, and I'm making a reference to something that doesn't exist. It's amazing, but we'll move on from there. Well, not not with like shiny and warm. This guy wrote a novel about vampires. It was really bad. It's this whole thing. Why would I base it off that? Then they're bad. It's like the Luna Lord in Stars Without Numbers. I don't yeah. want that. That's one of those death. It's one of those stories. One of those magical tales. Yeah, Ketnos, Valerius, and uh, Suwell. Suwell's the city one, Valerius is the uh, vampire ones, Katnos is the uh, plant ones. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, So yeah, they're all on board. Uh, does anyone bring a guy? Not in this round. I think they need a little bit of time in the city before we... Yeah, did you guys bring an Acer in? I, I kind of assume there's always just one swarming <laughs> it on the ship. Like, he just never leaves. swarming around. I'm bringing my first mate, uh, Rufio. Rufio? Because nice, 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 nice. I expect that we may need to leave... The kitten at some point. I want to make sure it's in good hands. Yeah, what's Rufio like? Um, if you don't tell me, I'm gonna start filling in with the regional dialects. You don't want that. <clears throat> no, I'm not gonna make him Dante Bosco. Good. He's a he's a dashing kind of debonair, um, you know, swashbuckling sort of pirate. Smooth operator. All right. Also, I can say as far is as he, he classically dressed, like from the past, or is he has like future stuff, modern stuff? What does he like? He dresses like he dresses from the past. Okay, because he was gonna dress like Han Solo until you said that. Yeah, yeah he's he's got like the, the flowing black pirate's coat with like uh, pistols and guns and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right, he's very much into the whole pirate aspect of being a sky pirate. Perfect. Yeah. Also, the diplomat from Clan Valerius is literally just Prince. Uh, Sim- Sebastian? From Vampire Lacroix. Vampire, Bob, La Croix, Vampire the, the Masquerade Bloodlines? Yeah, he's literally just like that. My fellow kindred. What a pity. <laughs> <laughs> Is that giant gargoyle motherfucker with him? Probably. That'll I, be, I, I didn't know guy. it was an actual vampire clan. The giant gargoyle fucking sheriff he has. It's like an African vampire clan. Chiropter, yeah. Yeah, they're like bat monsters. They're like gargoyles, but yeah, they're buff. Yeah, they're bat werewolf kind of things. They come from the swollest vampire jungles. <laughs> the swollest, yeah. I'll have to make you know make bodyguards for them. Like the emperor's guards, the ones that get the uh, pillarman theme. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Rufio, Lacroix, Lacroix, and the two others. No one. No one. Okay. Pile onto the kitten, Brinstar is there, 
Um, you fabricate the parts you need to hook up to the transmitter. It starts giving out a signal. The signal, you know, because you and Azazel were fucking around with this, it has a distinctly... Um, part of the signal seems to be kind of related to some of the Iconoclast stuff you were dealing with. Disturbing, but it makes sense that they would be harvesting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys take off and start heading north, like almost straight north, too. Hmm. Norther than you've gone, actually. Like, you, no one goes that far because it starts getting incrementally colder. Pardon me, because that's where, near where the uh, edge of the world and the Shemsaroth wastes are. Mm-hmm. And it seems to act as an amplifier for the season that passed through. So, uh, yeah, it's snow, it's coverage, it's hills, it's mountains. Um, it seems fairly calm, but then as you, like, kind of, you know, keep moving through and, like, like things are coming into focus, there's, like, a large wall of storm uh, where you're going. Like, it's, like, it's... You've seen the movies where there's, like, a storm front coming in and it's just a big fucking wall of, you know, not not, not okay coming forward. That's what you're flying up into to get to where they are. Okay. So Sky wants to prove this. Oh, yeah, you got Sky. Yeah, I do. <coughs> Do we want to clear this though? Is it like, is it a threat to us, or can we sort of like? With Sky, you can insulate your ship from it. Okay. Um, if you want to start clearing it out, you'll quickly find that there's something overtly supernatural about it. Like something's projecting this, and it's not, it's not all the way like snowstorm, like like weather. There's something degrading about it. There's something that's, that's just the condescending about it. being mentioned. Condescending. Very good, Kevin. Uh, I don't think condescending must be the tolerance. All right, I'll uh, I'll make a little bubble of weather and insulate the shoe. The shoe, yeah, like a thick skin it. that goes over it, like a zero skin. All right. Uh, yeah, you punch it through the storm wall, and it's very thick. It's very dark. Uh, like like the it was daytime, but once you go through, it gets like instantly really dark, and you know your ambient lights kick in, and like there are sensors built into the kit, and that kind of compensates so if you look out the window even though it should be dark it kind of gives you a bit of clarity out for only so much before the storm is still there um this storm wall is pulsing like um when you go in it's giving off strobe lights on the inside like big bright not all quite synced up strobe effects like there's something going on on the inside not like lightning though like like lighthouses almost should we check it out oh this is just everywhere on the periphery like there there there's hundreds of them and they're very bright. They're almost like bombs going off. Uh, after a while, you start to see shapes and shadows in the storm. Structures. Uh, large uh, stone and metal pillars that are kind of like, um, what do you call them? Those like, like pyramidal pillars, like an obelisk. Large obelisks built out of diamond and crystal that are giving off these bright flashes. And the flashes seem to... It doesn't create shadows in the storm or of your ship. It kind of highlights shadows that don't... Of things that aren't in the area. Like, almost like there's like invisible or ethereal things that gives off shadows for them. So it's like you're moving through um, like, a, like a party and strobe lights are going off and you're seeing the after images of things. What, what are these? This is a powerful magic. Is that woman in the same room as us? Uh, yeah, she's on the, what, bridge? Viewing room? Where are you guys? Crow's Nest? Bridge. She's on the bridge. She's smoking. Hmm. It's an e-sig. This is what they, uh, 
mentioned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look on Tyler's face is amazing. <laughs> Disgust. Slap. Use a pipe. Uh, you're saying because if she's here well we're not going to bring up the uh, something but the scratch technology testing something or you say to her uh, I'm going to bring it up to everyone just, which doesn't make sense because actually texting on our phones well it's not something that they're keeping under wraps so it's not like need to be quiet about it's just uh, is this weapon testing or Oh, it's not weapon testing. There's no testing involved. We already did the testing. Hmm. This is bait. Bait. You'll see. We're all we're in the uh, periphery right now. Once we get into the the, the minefield, you'll see. You mentioned something about Faust. Well, that might have been a bit of a misnomer. It's very specific about Faust. Interesting. Larger shapes start showing up. Like these are. Um, Big structures, like you know how big Hoover Dam is. Yeah, Hoover Dam style, like just mega structures that seems to have been like just put up here in this store. And they're big, they're gothic looking, and they're all like carved metal and stone statues of uh, like infant faces, like like almost like you know old style gothic angel designs where they have cherub like baby faces, and uh, their mouths are open, and this smog is pouring out this kind of wind, this chill smoke, and their eyes are giving off that strobe light. Okay. Uh, on the ground, like at their feet or below them, or kind of in between, like multiple statues of these, you see crash saucers. A conquest? Yeah. There's like uh, clearly uh, Manticore like branded and logo equipment over top some of the crash sites, and people like in, in hazmat suits carving through them. Um, in one of them, you can see, like, some skeletal figures being dragged out in chains and being, like, shocked and being put into vans. Every once in a while, a pulse, like, rifle goes off. Like, one's running away and grabbing someone, and it's being, like, brought down and dragged away. Something like that. Well, Thor surprisingly does not care. The kind of class are so alien, they're barely people. So. <coughs> she just continues through. It shudders a bit because there's a lot of damage in the area. Like space around here is injured. Uh, that snow that's been falling, that storm, has quickly given way to like, um, like glass. Like it's cold enough that the actual outside of structures are actually forming into like strong double plane glass. Not ice. Things are getting like crystalline and weird and stuff. We continue. Yeah. So now that I have that knowledge, do these lights seem similar to anything the iconoclast use? Like, is yeah. It... They're guidelines. Huh. Yeah, we figured they'd be too stupid to understand what a bluff is. <laughs> when would they run into it? They really don't seem like a species who would lie. That doesn't seem like in their... Well, they lie all the time. They're petty assholes. I've had to interrogate a few of them. Hmm. But they didn't quite catch on that this wasn't their home. They thought it was a new forward base. And then we captured a few of their leaders, took in a few of their high-ranking officials, and now they have to rescue them. And every time they fail, we take a few more. 
renewable resources. It's a pitcher plant. Explains how you've made such strides in advancement compared to a few of the other... Uh... Easy peasy, you don't have to declare a racial war. <laughs> they come to you. You should try that with your breaker problems. They'll supply you with all the organs you need. We do have quite a few of our own as well, that is a thought. Lothar likes to hunt, though, and we wouldn't want to take that away from him. I thought that the Marquis and we have quite a few organs in our own. But we actually do. <laughs> I, you know, we can grow more organs. We literally stole all of the Breaker's organs. They're in jars. Oh, yeah. After a bit more flying, like, it takes a while. This is a huge area they seem to have expanded out and set these outposts around, kind of turning in this permanent kind of weird ethereal fog. This shadow within shadow, folded space kind of area. Uh, eventually you get to the HQ, which is one of the mountains they've totally converted into like a ecology silo. Big stone structure, permanently covered in glass and crystal and ice. Um, a lot of those lights going off. There are circular cuts in the ground where silos clearly are that are like, you know, they're not opened, but you can see that they're heated and stuff, so there's nothing building up on them and they'll open you know, kind of like a spiral and like you know, missiles could come out or batteries, like, you know, firing batteries. Uh, the area around this place is a work camp. Like, it's big, blocky factory structures where you can see, like, welding going on, sawing. Um, you know, you can see parts being brought out on sleds around to the, from one factory to another covered in tarps. Uh, and there's, like, fields of finished, like, ground tanks and hover machines and stuff. Quite industrious. And very fast. You know, we had a lot of material. That's why we chose the rocky, the rocky North. There's a lot of material up here, and if we get here before the Brass Kingdom exists, we just mine it out. What's the Brass Kingdom? A bunch of fucking dwarves. They like to live underground and built, built like brass towers outside of the, the mountains. Fuck them. We'll use that for our fucking heat sinks. But they don't exist yet. No, it's going to take forever. Dwarfs don't even exist. You don't even know what a dwarf is. Given our interference, they might never exist. Oh, big loss. Bunch of drunken beard people. Oh no. The uniqueness of, of Fui. What will we do without them? And they're dead. Be people. <laughs> Pardon? They are laughs and not Right? What was that again? I oh, I forgot what I was saying. Never mind. But yeah, there's like full industrial complex built here. It looks like they jumped up a tap tree. Hmm. That's worrisome. Yeah. Well, one of the ground is like lighting up like a sort of like land here area. Well, I guess this is where we're going. Yeah, like you land out in the middle of the storm. Like there's like a, like a firewall bubble to keep out the elements. Snow's blowing, like the ice kind of, you know, glass, crystalline snow is still going. And Brinstar's gonna leave. Thanks for taking me here. Oh, yes, I suppose. That, is there a guest uh, area or someone? Oh, someone will be around to say hi. Oh, excellent. We have first contact processes. Anyway. Thank you for the lift. 
keep it sleazy. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't like that one, uh, you're gonna have fun here. I still like them more than the Jolrins. That's that's a wise uh, position. She said the gods started the war. She did say that. Fuck that chick. The gods started the Great War. Yeah. She's a grunt. She's stupid. So it's like, how would she know any different? People are only as smart as the people who teach them. So. But yeah, you're on the ship. Do you like deboard? Yep. You're in the middle of a large helipad. There's a firewall in the area, so the glass doesn't come. But there's still like blizzard running, winds going through your hair and stuff. It's all very foggy and blizzardy. Uh, there are lights everywhere, kind of like bright white, kind of strobe lights to kind of illuminate the area. You still see those shadows. Sometimes you see like the ghosts of shadowy people moving through you, like they're after images. Uh, eventually, uh, an elevator opens up, and a man, actually an elf, a fuite elf. So tall. Dark hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, but no other hair because elves have no other body hair except for where they have body hair because D&D's dumb. Uh, ascends up from an elevator platform, uh, like kind of built into the helipad. Let me ask an obvious question. Are elves a thing? Like, you don't know what a fucking elf is. Alright, so it's like, I'm a elf, quickly! <laughs> he looks like a tall boy with like pink Actually, skin. Actually, look no, like they look elf. nothing like Hyper. They look nothing like Hyper. Yeah. He's a tall boy with pink skin. He's wearing a black business suit with a white like vest underneath and a red tie. He's carrying a briefcase. And his name is Mr. Johnson? Yeah, that's literally what he is. That's literally 100%. You know, he has like his hand up against his like, you know, face and hair walking towards you in the storm with the briefcase. <laughs> I think I remember that we'll specific picture from, yeah. from the uh, first one. Well, we'll, see. we'll meet him outside. He's not coming on the ship. No, no, he's not coming on the ship. That's a hostage situation, right? Are you crazy? <laughs> so assuming I know this guy, because I owe this... It's Mr. Johnson. Yeah. It's his name. Hey there, Mr. Johnson. Hello there, new gods. Hmm. Hello, I see your projects have... seen a fruition. Manticore is committed to fulfilling, to following through and upholding the excellence that our progenitor mother corporations have always stood by. He has like a data jacks and like cybernetic cranial implants installed on him that kind of beep and light like old Ames tech. The Marquis is very comfortable here. This is exactly the kind of stuff he was involved in. Yeah, you probably were part of old Manticore. This is a newer version of it. Manticore falls and re-rises with the ebb and flow of the Aeons. It's been around for 15, 20,000 years. Mm -hmm. Seen a few of those iterations. The original version of Manticore was a red dragon's horde. He kept employees as his uh, stash. Only a red dragon could invent uh, capitalism. <laughs> uh, you should come with. We have some... Exciting opportunities here at Manticore for the rugged individualist and freelancer among you. Perfect. I guess we come. Oh, you steal from these people, don't you, Matthias? I sure do. You steal from these people all the time. I really don't like them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How have they even seen this ship around, like robbing them? You see one flying airport, you see a million of them. It's not like it has specific IDs on it or barcodes. <laughs> you file those off, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're saying them all the time. 
I'm going to follow those off the bicycle frame. Just shave the flags, nobody will know. Okay. We go in out of the desert in somewhere more comfortable. Yeah, he takes you a lift, uh, he takes you to a lift to a nearby kind of watchtower. Like, it's like an airport, you know, you have the, the tower that kind of watches over at the airport gates. Yeah. So it's like a, a sort of, uh, white and neon, um, almost lounge area with like couches and tables and chairs and people serving stuff. Uh, there are large windows all around, like a full wraparound UFO style window. Uh, so you can see the blizzard outside and look at your ship down there and look at the construction happening and you know, the comings and goings of drones and like flying sort of satellite probes. And like that howling just that permeates this place. It does there's no soundproofing for it. It just keeps pushing through. It's not super loud, and it's quieter I here, but I don't it's... think those are birds. Uh, up there, the ones flying around. Are they made of metal? They have metal birds? Type 4, call, type four harvester drones. They have rudimentary VI and feelings involved, so they can feel, so they can feel you know, pride in their work. I'm sure that's why. <laughs> so he sits down at a table, he orders something from the, uh, there's like a dwarf behind the counter, like a dwarf woman, she's a dwarf from the fantasy D&D. She's in a bar, like, modern, like, you know, airport hostess outfit. Like just, you know, clothes. He orders a few drinks, he sits down with you guys, as that kind of goes off on the outside. So, you are here at Manticore. I trust it's not simply to drop off one of our Type 4 soldiers. Well, that's a start. Uh, I can, certainly can't, can't say we would waste your time and ours by simply to drop off someone that we could have an escort take here. It's true. There's no monetary value in it. Type 4 soldiers are insured against Manticore in the case of dismemberment or loss. Wise indeed. I'm good to see that Manticore is still covering their bases, as we all should in this trying new old time. It's just like the old, it's just like old Winthrop said, wealth beyond avarice, money over morality. Power without thought. They're so honest. It's great. Oh, you, know, you always know where to stand. So. Luther quickly pulls out, like, intro to philosophy and ethics, where it says, this is not correct, basically, <laughs> and just yeah. sort of looks back at him, looks back at the book, and... So help us help you. What manner of things can we do to bring our relationship to a more fruitful... We have many uh, clandestine operations that you can exchange for social credit to approve your link with this uh, faction. If you're willing to get your hands dirty, so to speak. Oh, I'm certain that uh, he just kind of accesses his phone and taps into the video we just did of our, uh, us getting our hands very, very dirty. <laughs> To uh, whatever up uplinks around, we are more than uh, capable. It's on the table. Our it shows up on the table. That's a video. Perfect. We do have wet work available, and they're worth a fair amount of reputation. Once you get to, once you move away from negative to neutral reputation, we can open up many services and vendors with you. 
Negative, may I ask what we've done to, uh... <clears throat> All factions start off at negative reputation in a new colony scenario as it's hard to know who to trust when you're just getting off on the right foot and starting the resource grab. It's merely a formality, it's how new games start. <laughs> Simple reputation, wet work, gifting, uh, alliance work, or improving of social length through meaningful interactions often increase this fat reputation very rapidly. You're bringing down my rap. <laughs> There are things, of course, that will reduce your faction. Break a few eggs, and you'll often find yourself not allowed in corpse sex space. <laughs> Piracy, theft, destruction of property, breaking of alliance contracts, not fulfilling, uh, not fulfilling wet work or uh, jobs within the time frame provided by the Mr. Johnson, also tends to hinder these two growths. Piracy. I see. Well, we certainly wouldn't want to do any of that. Unfortunately, we don't know any pirates. Right? Of course. <laughs> well, do you have a dossier of uh, possible... What I can do what? for you is one step better. We should circle back to any dossiers, because we can provide you a much better service. For an introductory um, assignment, what we can do is set up a forward embassy in your main faction city. And that would allow trade between the two individual entities and do passive boosting to your reputation gain. And allow sort of, you know, background uh, exchanges. It would also enable you rapid contact with us and allow us to trade favors, trade resources, and contact us if you ever want to pay reputation or physical goods in exchange for assistance. Vigorously shaking my Can we also have an embassy here? Of course. Once your reputation has gone into reputation uh, value one, away from negative and neutral, you'll be able to establish an embassy here. Ah. Is it puts away his dragon wealth? It does leave <laughs> us at a disadvantage, however. Well, generally, uh, non... non... What's he trying to say? Non-enlightened factions tend to start off at a disadvantage in these types of scenarios just because they don't have access to the same sort of interlaced social mores that the other ones do. We know the Julius Anor Collective. They're a known entity to us. We understand the levers that they want pulled and pressed to manipulate their philosophies to get what we both want. Same with uh, the Unity. Same with Nocturnus. Same with the Helldivers. Same with the Woman of the Machine. Hey, Marquis, aren't you for the future? Don't you have an account of them? Oh, well, of course, the Crimson Marcus, Marquis. <laughs> I didn't joke. Of course, the Crimson Marquis, if he was his own faction, the Marquis Vampire Blood Empire, uh, on his own, would count as an enlightened empire, would have access to all the same, we'll call them factional racial bonuses that are applied to the other society factions. But because he's thrown his lot in with new gods from the past, he, of course, gains a neutral factional racial bonus while pulling out some of the negatives you would naturally gain if he was comprised of non-future dwellers. See, the sacrifices I make for you. He even has, like, a screen that shows up on there that shows, like, if you were to construct your own faction, Stellaris style or Civ style, how you would, like, you know, add in different perks and negatives to get more perk points. I would indeed love to set up a embassy or a chapel here myself for my own, my own people. Well, that's complicated. You are already part of an existing faction. You would have to break your ties with this faction and declare yourself an individual entity. Indeed. 
And we've gotten information about your city as recently as five minutes ago. You're very much entwined with this entire organization, Elson. Hmm. If we must do something, uh, as long as it is not too abhorrent, I don't agree with this whole corpse sex thing. I think that's creepy. So, are we hearing that you have no work? Oh, we have plenty of work. We just have a few introductory assignments that you might want to take. Move up that reputation, get into the neutral area. We can open up more jobs for more of our departments. The various departments have sort of non-disclosure existences that disallow them from direct interactions with outside entities, of course. We wouldn't want our people socializing outside of the base. But, show that you're of like mind, we'll be able to lift some of those restrictions. Maybe bring in different classes of Mr. Johnson's. I'm class A, highly disposable. In fact, I was created by several thousand other generations of Mr. Johnson's, one after another, to keep myself completely karmically disassociated from the corporation itself, meaning most divine or supernatural or sorcerous miracles that affect me would not have a sort of karmic balance that could ricochet back onto Manticore uh, operations. Whatever. I think until we sort out the we are currently in the process of an immense immigration to our city. It would perhaps be best to leave the embassy until once that is settled down. However, we would gladly work on assignments that are less social-based at the moment. Well, one of the main assignments that Magicor has been seeking is we are actually looking for a specific type of um, resource from Old Epistle, or New Epistle, Depending on your context. Do you tell. There's a war going on. Manticore, as a faction, has declared war against another faction. Total, negative 100 rep. Not really going to ever moliate. May I ask which one this is? The Iconoclast. Excellent. During turn 15, Manticore declared total racial war against them in exchange for several perks from various other factions and resources and technologies. Uh, and this allows us to establish several other uh, installations that allow us to bring them in and harvest them and convert units we capture into resource points. I'm glad to hear it was the Iconoclasts. I mean, that's a good start. So what is this resource? Iconoclasts. More of them. More of their units would be perfect. It seems that the current clan we've been encountering has run out of units to send to us. Hmm. And seeing as the leaders that were originally captured that draw in that clan are the only ones we have, we would need more to draw in another clan. I mean, you could breathe more. No, that's not how they work. Hmm. We explored that avenue. We need to get a different kind of bait. We just need another iconoclast of high enough rank that'll call in that subset of its fractal clan. They work on a very complicated social network. But if you encounter one on your travels, bring it to us. We'll trade in for reputation, uh, physical goods, uh, capital W wealth, um, reality parts. We have stockpiles. Okay. The nature of our various technology investments means we don't quite need reality parts as crucially as other factions do, making us ideal allies as new gods are hungry for those. Certainly. 
Hmm. I mean, that's definitely something to do. Any opposition? Any Arcana class? No. They seem like no ethical dilemmas for them, them as prey. Yeah. Ensuring the erasure of the entire Iconoclast clad or clade uh, will help prevent one of the main endgame scenarios in this current deployment. What's that scenario? The Iconoclast gained a cultural and technological victory over the Epistle, destroying the gods, upending the core of the world, and enslaving or consuming all races. Do the iconoclasts enslave? Oh yeah, all day, every day. They actually have a natural like spellic ability for it. You know, the for Independence Day where they grab Brent Spiner's throat and speak through him. They do that all the time. Blink. Oh, I thought you were asking now the character. No, that was in character. Oh, in character. Do they enslave? Oh heavens, yes. At a rate much higher than some of the other entities in the area. Well, the only other ones that are matched are the Pinnacle Elves. I can certainly, you know, do that shadow run for you. Perfect. Wasn't there something you wanted to get out of these people? So oh, it's just rap? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they tricked you with rap! <laughs> I mean, that's not there. I also want a side shadow run or perhaps something else. Well, I'm looking to gene splice my race as a have one of the broodlings around. <laughs> Quaid! <laughs> to make it more draconic. And I'm looking for more technology parts to help it. I don't think I could purchase it from you. I play out my wealth, 10 of Dragon Horde. <laughs> or do a Shadow Run. That'd be acceptable. We have something we can trade you, and we probably have some of the technology you need. We've been very specialized in integrating different clade spiritual genealogies. Very interested in pursuing that tech tree. We probably have several advancements you would appreciate. Well, you can certainly start. Yeah, we're back. So, what was the last thing we were talking about? Uh, I was proposing to either spend wealth 10 to buy the tech I need for my project, for my things from them, or the separate shadow run just for that. Well, I mean, or this shadow run, right? Like, we're doing them a favor, we're doing something for them, and we're going to get something out of it besides just no, but goodwill. See, I'm not sure they're... They'll take the wealth 10 as a gift to boost you out of negative uh, faction status. Okay. So again, what will count as an adventure so I can do this thing? Well, first give them a wealth 10. Okay. Sure. I'll do wealth 10. Alright, so Mr. Johnson takes your wealth. Like yeah. you just you just like, you know, you just, you know, hit on a thumb pad and like over on a shipping crate outside and just <laughs> fills up with silver. Sure. Ah, very good. Look at that! Your gift to this faction has increased their standing and changed their disposition towards you. You'll now be able to do further You'll now be able to do further quests, get better gifts, and ask for different favors from them, he says to you. Okay. Zazel's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. Uh, the floor around this kind of remember, it's like a flying saucer-shaped room, like a like an airport kind of control tower. Uh, the floor nearby that's you know crescent shape kind of opens up and a stall rises up with someone behind it. Uh, they look like a halfling. Halfling woman, 
uh, and she has like a series of like screens and like small models of things, uh, you know, weird little curios and stuff. And she's just sitting behind the counter, tapping her fingers. I guess I can't see what's in there. Though there, you're a dragon. I've read your file. Yes, partially. That's interesting. We haven't seen uh, the dragons we're used to yet. Have you ever heard of something called the Dragon Saint? No. Oh, that's a shame. That would be very interesting getting a hold of him when he shows up. Very interesting. But that's just idle banter. So, what do you have here to offer? We have various items and resources available to people of high fashion standing in exchange for reputation credit, company script, or trade. Well, what do you have? Uh, she like brings up a list, like magical artifacts and items that they've collected, uh, weaponry, uh, field units that you can just buy and conscript, you know, slaves. He <laughs> um, was neat little package. You know, vehicles of lower tech levels that they're willing to sell and stuff, you know, like groups of boats, like sailboats, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Okay. If I look at the, uh, the, just out of curiosity, what is the lowest available, like the, 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 the generic unskill taken from this time period? It's like... Uh, they really collect a lot of those. They sell people from their own company on uh, company bonds. Of course. What do they cost? Well, it depends on what you want to pay him. <laughs> you don't pay with money. But you do. It's <laughs> uh, so like, you know, well, three or four, depending on the type of unit you're picking up. You know, they have colonists, they have uh, entertainers, asterisk, they have soldiers, they have builders, they have specialist researchers, archaeologists. Okay, just just curious, Lothar. It's it's literally against his religion as well, not to not to do the slavery thing. Oh yeah, well, you know, it's part of their game plan. <laughs> they get a faction bonus for that. <coughs> Sorry. So, you're looking to help with the Mr. Johnson says the dragon genetics, right? Yes. We have a local breaker we'd like eliminated. Perfect. We'll give you a name and location, you go take it out. We don't even want any of its parts, just make it go away. Okay. And I'll just forward that info to you, and I'll give you that after you're done meeting here. Sounds good. Anyone else? Who else want to shout out around? Crimson Marquis? I suppose I wouldn't mind uh, improving our relationship once again to what it once was. Reputation should be fairly easy if you want a reputational mission. Certainly. If you could bring us any of the iconoclasts, that'd be our top priority. <laughs> Certainly. Fair enough. That's just an open standing quest, no time limit. Very well. Whenever I find their tech or anything, I will look into funneling some of it to you. Perfect. I have a question about your organization. Sure. If someone wanted to leave your, the employee of your corporation, how do they pay, pay you something to do so? Or? Employees looking to seek greener pastures have to, of course, pay back their various health insurance, living expenses, uh, and boarding costs that were associated in training, raising, sheltering, protecting, biologically and spiritually enhancing um, 
And then once they've done that, uh, we'll terminate their exclusivity contract and they can become free agents. We have many members that have done this. I see. But there are very few that pursue this option. Many, of course, prefer the structured, logical, and fulfilling life inside the Manticore uh, corporate arcologies. Corp is mother. Corp is father. Do you ever make arrangements to Yeah, the Hobbit and uh, the Dwarf both mouth that as well. Just kind of rolling their eyes in like a fun way. Like, oh, he's saying the nursery rhyme. <laughs> the, do you ever make arrangements to uh, allow um, churches and outreach programs from other ones? Could that be arranged through trade? Hmm, yeah, I suppose that uh, we could definitely look into setting up worship camps. Not worship camps. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly what I had in mind, but I think that's a point for later negotiations. You spend time worshiping, that's like work, so you know, people need to get paid. This isn't slavery, it's wage. No, I, I, I was thinking more of a, uh, a potential uh, small church where eventually uh, we would teach, the, teach the, the lessons and then one day as a potential, if they wanted, they could leave and pay the money and go. Once they're comfortable sending their people here, or like to our city, whenever they want, they can just go to the churches there. Like, just, yeah. we'll, we'll have evangelists like, around yes, the city. Yes, I suppose. Uh, just a thought. Hmm. Anyone else have anything further in these negotiations? Where are your caravans? We'll protect them. <laughs> <laughs> what, are your, what are your deepest fears? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do any of you have gifts for knowing Mr. Johnson's fear? No. No? Okay. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. I mean, that is a thing. I think... Uh, that's proven deception or fear or something? Fear, actual, like, I think one of the lesser gifts for fear. I don't have the PDF for those. Knowledge things. gives you, like, thing that people at least want you to know. Yeah. I, I have an excellent microphone assistant. What I most want the least is never do a bad job, but always a good. I mean, this guy's just a throwaway person, so it'd be kind of pointless to figure out what his uh, He's is. totally disposable people. Uh, command can be the one that gives you command structure. Yeah. And knowing sociological implications beneath there. Wait, wait, wait. I think there's something about fertility, actually. There's something about important people to them and so on, but that doesn't... Yeah. Uh, he's built to not be able to be several alignable. <laughs> Plus desires for knowing what he wants most. Which is just a gift. I don't kill think me, it even kill takes me, effort. Yeah, I don't think there's any point in using anything like that on him, because he's... It's like, we can't... He's not really bribable, because he's a Mr. Johnson who's specifically designed to give out tasks. Probably doesn't have any real wants or needs of his own. Yeah, if this was like an old, like maybe early 2000s, late 90s civilization game, this room you're in with the different like kiosks and stuff would be like the stock, like gift, like on a loop room <laughs> where you go to meet with this faction and like different kiosks would open up as your rank went up. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to be able to talk to anyone actually important until, you know, much later. Yeah. So let's not antagonize them and take our shadow runs and. Go fulfill them. Oh, uh, regarding uh, your request for Iconoclast, dead or alive, is there a preference? Oh, definitely alive. It makes the vivisection much easier. Excellent. Okay. Unlike Nocturnus, we are not the most cutting, we are not the most bleeding edge with reanimator tech. How would we prefer to transplants from living specimens. 
Even if I bring them back to life, they're not and truly alive. Walter will peruse very briefly over the artifacts, but he probably won't see anything. There's <laughs> items and stuff. Uh, there's low-class, like, like magic item mechs available, like ones that are relic walkers. There's, uh, no, capital A stuff, but those those are definitely not things you sell. I just sell so. Yeah, you don't really sell artifacts. They're far too valuable. This is stuff they've captured from killing breakers and stuff and, like, destroying nearby enemy outposts. It's like, if you just give it a bit, you can make your own artifice. Yeah, yeah it's for money sometimes nice. Sometimes. If you want 800 suits of magic armor, it's like, well, we don't have that, but we have a bunch. Oh, yeah, the plus five returning javelins. Yeah, that was the that, that, that sort of thing. Minor magical items. Okay, yeah, I think we're done wrapping and going back. Yeah. Want to stop by Faust, I guess? On your own? Sure. Or we can get McDonald's on the way back. McDonald's, McDonald's. We'll start the church. <laughs> start the or church at McDonald's. Or just a single coffee and drives off. At this faction level, you're available to start setting up an embassy in your city from us. As I said, we will consider that once we are finished with our current immigration round. Alright. We're going new visas. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> city is actually a capacity. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, extinguish some of those non-people and bring some actual people in there. <laughs> How you liking that, Matt Idol? How you liking this faction, Matt Idol? I'm not why the biggest fan. Why don't you I mean, answer them, Matt Idol? <laughs> Everyone needs a Satan figure, and that one is yours, maybe. Oh, speaking of which, Matt Idol, I have an offer for you that we should speak of once we're back in the city. Sure. It, well, it isn't much, believe me. Just a little thing. Just a prick. So, yeah, I guess we'll get out of there, and once we get out of, like, range of, like, where we're probably not being... Mr. Johnson gets up, shakes each of your hands, and then, like, as you're leaving, he opens his briefcase, puts on some mirror shades, and as you walk out there, you hear a gunshot. <laughs> Disposable people. Probably not even a soul. Oh, no. Definitely has Oh, goodness. We're gonna harvest that. I mean, it's an asset. You recycle. It is an asset, and they do recycle assets. Waste not. Once we once we are like well out of like. Like you go down the elevator, you go back up. And if they was here, she start taking control of these elevators and let you go into secret places. Check the ship for bugs. So you two could do it if you really wanted to get loose in here. Start fucking around with them. Artifacts override. Nah. Let's not tank our reputation yet. The reputation we are already the negative for. No, no, you're at the neutral now. You paid money. Oh. Huh. That's why you right. said it's an embassy. You got to neutral. Yeah. Once we're in the like higher than, then we can start breaking little things. So, you know, the, the, the negative uh, reputation loss won't bring us into like bottom out. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jones to explain. There's two different reputations as they run on. There's reputation score and reputation tiers. So score goes from 100 to negative 100. And the tiers go from like negative to neutral and then positive. But each tier is exponentially harder to get up to because, you know, it, it's different access you're given to the society. Yeah. So, like, it's easy to get, you know, the gulf between tier one and tier two isn't that bad. Tier two and tier three is much larger. Three and four is even larger. Four and five is even larger. And by the time you're eight, you're like the greatest tier of the Republic and basically more. Un- well, like, if, if, I already, if I already give an example, you know, tier four might be 80%, you know, rep score, and tier five might be like 95%. So, over 100%, because that's like, you know, 
over 51% of the shares. Exactly. Tricky stuff. So, when you want when you want to hunt that hunt them down, let me know. If you're on the kid and you leave. <laughs> yeah. As we leave, I'm going to use my camera phone to like take pictures of the defenses. Yeah, go for it. The kitten could have been doing that the whole time with surveillance. None of this stuff is top secret. It's just out in the open. Yes. I mean, I imagine that we were kind the of... The kitten's eyes periphery. open up. <laughs> the front has eyes, like, eyes. <laughs> so saith the Sphinx. I'd say that Cat Buzz would like, you know, I... I had thought of establishing uh, a church as a potential means of escape, but I see that they would... Uh, it would either be slaves forced to worship, or they would simply not have the opportunity to reach anyone. It seems um, would be the... I mean, they're deeply ingrained in their culture, but definitely having some embassy there and place of worship definitely could be useful. Don't worry, we'll burn them to the ground later. I mean, the, the hmm, truth with that. <laughs> oh, Mattiel, that offer, by the way. Yeah. As you're taking off, the kitten takes off. Um, you can see it now better that the storms clear out. There's actually large scaffolding being built, like they're building a new facility. Hmm. Uh, it's large industrial scaffolding around what looks like a rocket-shaped fuselage that they're building stuff onto. And like it's being contained around like shielding and stuff. Um, at the top of one of the elevators, as you're you know getting out of this area, uh, there is a humanoid figure in a lab coat that has half one of those masks bolted into his face. Uh, one of his arms is much longer and... and gray looking than the other and it has like clear stitch marking on it he's just looking with his hands you know kind of across with a clipboard in hand and just kind of jet looks up at you as you're taking off and leaving so Mattiel, we need a face for the city thea prefers to work behind the scenes as do i azazel is azazel What's wrong with that? Oh, are we talking about this? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he is a char- he is not a charming individual. Who yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a good god. <laughs> but one who eats his own children is not exactly the face many might approve of. Well, depending, some of them may. Yeah. <laughs> and Luther is charismatic amongst his own people, but he is very much representative of the past and the hopes and dreams there. You, however, are liked by both the past as a freedom fighter and the future as a talented dancer. A, you look very much <laughs> like one of the favored races of the uh, future. And additionally, in the past, you look like a strong Che Guevara style freedom fighter. From the future, from the future, you're an adorable little pop star. Yes, you are. Look at your little furry Ugg boot legs. The Actually, voice, the voice of Danny Let, DeVito. Let's turn it into a cam girl. Oh, no. Uh, essentially, what I'm asking is, how would you like to be the face of the city? I think as long as I'm a face and not a mask. Yes, it would be everything about you. Your hopes and your voice. Put a mask on a stick. He kind of holds out like a voice recorder. I'm asking, give a sample of your voice and a scan of what you look like, and I will be able to turn that into a face for the city. Someone to answer questions, to show people as... I'm not going to say a mascot, that is terribly condescending, but... They sound fabulous. Kind of someone to look an to. An avatar. An avatar. An avatar, Acer Thay says drunkenly. Yes. Would you agree to that?
me think on it. Of course. It would be um, friendlier than the current eyes in the sky that uh, are you more mean the my red forte. neon eye that's looking at you and it says, keep quiet? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but I've seen the things you make. He just kind of points <laughs> to the valley girl vampire in the background. Yeah. The God, city, I the beautiful be, city. I used to represent gods once, you know that? He says, drinking the spider honey uh, booze. Yeah. Crawls all they back in the day. Got all Crawls all the way down his throat. You need to put a face on. <laughs> so just, I would be the face of the city where people interact with. The one that yeah, the one that draws people there. And who would be speaking for me? You. It would be your voice. You wouldn't have to speak every single line, of course, and I could run them by as approval for you. It would essentially be. An avatar of you telling people of the wonders of the city, why they should come here, why they should defect from places such as, well, Manticore. In that case, I accept. Excellent. I'll Please take your hand. Yeah, and he shakes your hand, holds out the microphone. Important. Just speak a few lines, and uh, I'll work my magic from there. A quiet flight home. That's what occurs. Is it actually quiet? There's no horrible thing that happens? No, you just fly on home, you're talking about what you want to do next, you dock in the city, um, and you guys can do stuff around the city if you, want some, if you want some days to pass and stuff. Precious, precious time passing. Not the same three days for the past three sessions. <laughs> the Marquis is going to go deal with this uh, new virtual intelligence he's going to create, which sure. is... I don't think it's even done Dominion projects, it's just uh, altering the city. It's just you flavoring the city. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having the faceless man in shadows going, there are threats that are real. We will not let our freedom be disrupted. Yeah. We keep you safe. This city is the only thing that's real. Everything else beyond it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of him, the default avatar that came with the city that you built. Yeah. That's what the L saying the exact same thing. <laughs> That combined with like the dreamlike state of the city, that'd be really unsettling. Jesus. Ever telling you all the time that all your experiences outside the city were fake, and this is the only real thing ever that happened? Yeah. Because <laughs> everything else sounds so ludicrous. Yeah. It's uh, unnerving. Plus, of all the drugs in the water <laughs> and the food. We don't talk air. about that. And, and the subliminal <laughs> light priming. And the you know the fucking power lines people are living under. The lighting is definitely definitely designed to keep people calm. And, and the like, magic, you know, fungus bees and the fungus. And the bacteria and all the things in your city that make people a little stranger. You know, just comfortable and plus all the faceless NPCs walking about literally. Certain phase, the mutants. Yeah, good times, good times, good times. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so not long after that, a uh, version of Mateel pops up around the city talking about freedom and friendship and. Cheerful freedom fighter goat girl. Yep. Far less. Imposing. Though still creepily dreamlike in how she talks. Yeah, it depends. You know, there's always that kind of mist uh, aspect to it, that blurry sort of outline. Mm -hmm. uh, you have people from uh, Derek Show that just moved here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's that's cool, actually. Cool. Some of them don't want to live next to that you know, sinkhole of evil. <laughs> well, that's like 10% of the entire colony. Oh, wow. That's wow. substantial. <laughs> They're like, what? We're going to live here where our god is. This is basically the holy city. Why do we not live here? This is like Elder Guard. But for you, you should give this city a name, god. They say in, like, voice chats they send you drunkenly at 3 a.m. 
Your prayers? No, 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 they prayed you, but they also said you like drunk Snapchats. <laughs> That's you should call part. this city a name. You get a good name like Elder Guard, but not Elder Guard. It's already taken. Somnus or something. I'm gonna start looking up different words for dream. Um, I'm going to. Other than the city, yeah, or dark city, which was the original name. <laughs> I feel like a day or two of thinking about this as well. My followers have made one request. Apparently, if you name something a uh, place freedom, it automatically is terrible. Oh yes, we're it's almost certain. I don't know why this is, but this is apparently a rule across the realities. You're so much your worshippers all mad at all. What did I say? That, that whole thing I just said about being in a Vatican City. Oh, I, we're working on that. The Derecho people that moved here, 10% of the entire colony moved here to be closer to you. That whole thing was about you. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're naming the city. Would you like we're me to have someone... Through a process. Oh, sorry. Would you like me to have someone study your ways and reply to them? Like a personal personality to reply to your on your website that I've made for you. I'll actually just get one of the pirates who I trust to do that. <laughs> Excellent. Are they literate? Some of them are. This one will be. Yar, yar, The one yar. I choose will be. I mean, I took your best one, and now he's he kind of gestures to the facility where he's making those swords still endlessly in an endless dream. One of the outlets created a GeoCities account and a MySpace page for me. There you go. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, your worshippers are moving in because they just don't want to not live in the holy city where you are. You know, that, that seems really dumb. One of the monster attacks. Now you're right here. It's perfect. I'll spend some time amongst them. Get, make sure they're getting settled. Okay. They have a lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. They have, some of these people are like 900 years old and have been killed over and over again. Some of them have spent like a thousand years trapped in their own matrix simulation where it was only them because they got forgotten on an old hard drive somewhere and only took the apocalypse for them to get reinstated. Uh, you know, some of them have saw the end of the world and that left a lot of damage on them. Okay. Well, they have a lot of really scary uh, stories for you. We'll listen to that, try and work through some of those issues. Lothar's uh, cult is going to, the Bird Scouts are going to offer basically kind of a rehabilitation service. Like, you've been living in basically a virtual reality matrix where this is what the real, you have to walk and stuff like that. That is the sort of thing that his cult would be like, yeah, we're bound to help these people. Yeah. A lot of these people have problems, and they're weird-looking, and they have different shapes and builds to them. This will count as public service towards your public service badge. There you go. Your eagle scuttle. This adjusts the city to be accessible to all shapes and sizes. All and sizes. of course, you guys, I assume you guys every couple of days meet up together just to talk in person as gods, because you're a pantheon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it has like symbolic meaning to meet in person. And not to send a drunk Snapchat. <laughs> Well, alright, so you guys are hanging out, talking about plans, whatever they could be, you know, going to deal with breakers, going to deal with Faust, all that stuff. Uh, when a bunch of your goats that have been hanging out, they walk in, and they're, like, holding their stomachs, and they're, like, wearing, like, taverns and stuff. Yeah. I don't feel good. This again. We've been sick. <laughs> they're coughing, they're puking up blood. Our stomachs hurt. So do they come for you to put them out of their misery? That seems like... Yeah, basically. They're, they're here for you to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll heal them. Uh, healing. Yeah, so, they're, uh, some of them aren't healing properly. 
So. Like they're, they're like holding their stones like our stomachs hurt. Just take it, put them up on the table and start examining this thing. Oh, you look at the tabard? There's nothing in their stomachs. Like there's a giant hole where their chest cavity is that goes all the way through. See, there's your problem. <laughs> God, they have you there to help them out with this. Don't do simple things. Where's the blood coming from? You know, they're inside. Everywhere. I, my knowledge of medicine no. is not, not perfect, but that seems bad. I mean, yeah, usually when the One of the ghosts is in. chewing on the throw up, and you can see it coming out of the hole. <laughs> How are they How? staying upright? They're yeah, like all 1530 of them have the exact same thing where there's just a big outline where their guts and lower intestines and chest cavity should be, and it's just gone. Bones and meat and all. I know of something about removing intestinal tracts and from people. They usually don't stand up or walk around. I thought it was about resilience. So did, did someone take this from you? Uh, we were out partying with some of the newcomers, and then I blacked out in the bathroom. When I came to, I had passed a wicked gallstone. It was putting off some of the vibes in the club when the orgy started, so we all started wearing these stylish tabards. But then it didn't fix itself after like a week, so we thought God could help. Look on Kevin's face. It's unbearable. We have free health care here. Why didn't they go to a doctor immediately? We didn't want to make a fuss or wait in line. Free health care means you have to wait a bunch of hours. And if you're too sick, there's a death battle. That's what socialized health care is like. Who's been teaching you these words? <laughs> we looked it up on... The we looked it up on true dark city facts conspiracy. Where are these newcomers that you were um, that have come to the city? Where did you meet them? Oh, some of them were like outsiders that were brought in. Some of them were uh, from Derek Show, and uh, some of them are just like some of the new people he creates. Most people can just come here on vacation. It's not like I show up. Yeah. It's a free city. Yeah, it's a free city. So, does the city record everything that's going on? Can... <laughs> Why would I do that? That sounds really... That seems like a panopticon, Peter. And that's wrong. Thea does that. <laughs> Thea's a panopticon, and it's right. You know what that gives me? Plausible deniability. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, I no thought doubt, for no doubt. That sounds like it would be ter a terrible... Like, Isn't that wrong? No, a, a terrible effort, like, and take a lot of work. I mean, is totally wrong. Yeah, this isn't a surveillance state. Yeah. One of them's like, I'm so hungry, bro. Picks up a handful, starts eating. The Marquis gets out the saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little late to save the furniture. <laughs> a bunch of them are chugging Red Bulls full of vodka and crack caffeine. Mark, he phones like, up a burn team for this room. Yeah, they're like crushing the cans <laughs> on their forehead and they're eating the cans. Again, big giant holes where all their organs were. There's no heart, there's no stomachs, 
There's no lungs, there's no lower intestines, there's no bigger intestines, there's no kidneys, there's no ribcage, there's no spine. It's all gone. Which means they can't walk. Oh no, they can walk just fine. They're walking, they're upright all the time. Yeah, but I mean, biologically it's... Dude, they're three hit die. They're really tough because of fertility. Yep. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think this is? <laughs> also, they're so stupid, they really need most of that. Something. Oh, go ahead. So if there's a disease around the city, uh, we better solve that. And by we, I mean you, because this is Are some predators. You know, those that eat the intestines and such. The juicy meats. They go after the liver. The smarts. No, dog. That didn't happen. We were jumped. Like, one of those, like, yeah, God, that didn't happen. I was passed out in bed doing stuff. Don't check the audio, the visual logs. And then I just, I just, you know, I just had to rip one, and then it was all gone. Your children are gross. Yeah. It's like we were having a who could eat the most food competition, and then who could, and then who could eat the most throw up competition. And then he threw up way too much, and it all disappeared. Yeah. That sounds strange. Yeah, it ran away. <sighs> Wait, the oh, thank someone. The organs ran away. Yeah, Billy here. He started throwing up, and then all of his and all of his stuff came out with all the Red Bulls and donuts we ate, and then it squirmed into a sewer grate like we had flushed it. We just thought the city did that. Well, I guess we can... to clarify, they've been just throwing their trash everywhere, assuming it gets thrown out on its own. <laughs> Close enough. We're job creators. Oh, I guess we'll try tracking the sewer. Looks at... You think we should get this checked out, God? The problem is if I if I take their take the, their blood, it's going to point right back at them. I, won't be, I sh might not be able to track the uh, piles Who's of examining blood. these guys further? I'm not touching them. <laughs> um, yeah. Lothar will take a, take a closer look. Alright, well they have plenty of scar tissue, bruises, hickeys, uh, stitch marks, tattoos... Uh, it looks like a lot of those suits had sewn coins inside their skin, and they're like, yeah, it's for luck. And if you get hungry. Uh, there's a lot of bullets stuck in their body, a lot of arrowheads, bits of knives, broken glass. Uh, a lot of them have infected teeth because they bit too hard on something, the teeth shattered, and the teeth started regrowing. Uh, a lot of them have had multiple children uh, stuck inside of them, squirming around on the inside of their skin because they're really small when they're born. Uh, and a lot of them, and basically all of them, have uh, two bite marks on their neck. For some reason, Lothar immediately looks over at, at, at Crimson Marty. I'm not. I, would, I wouldn't touch those things. What are you looking? Not at? you. But I'm guessing it probably has something to do with the relations with uh, the material with the clans. I mean, I may be just overgeneralizing I mean, being a little racist here. Maybe someone yes. <laughs> That is a new concept. Maybe so. someone's having a snack. I mean, they or they blood like there's no tomorrow, so... Oh, no doubt. We always have blood orgies with the vampires. Why wouldn't you? They're vampires. But that's something you've been doing for a while. It's not new. Yeah, we've been doing it basically since we were born. Okay. A week ago. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of meaningful looks being shared between the Pantheon and just like, yep, these people are messed up. 
I mean, we could solve this, or we could wipe them all out to the man and never deal with this again. <laughs> I think the giant pile of sentient organs under the city may lead to further problems if we ignore it. Yeah. So we wipe those out as well, I see. That's... So they just... The Marquis just looks uncomfortable with this whole thing. This is phase drinking. One of the laser phase. We'll call him smiling because he doesn't have a face. Acer and Phaser are like that. This he's, uh, he's poking at the innards and stuff. It's like, wait a minute. And starts fishing into their esophagus and pulls out a hand. Takes it away. <laughs> Lefty was looking for this. Huh. You were saying? <laughs> yes, uh, this may actually work in the long-term best situation of the city. If... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, if, if, if the horrific things that come to the city first affect his people, then... Yeah? <laughs> they're canaries! I mean, I'm fine I mean, basically, with that. They're virtually, I mean, they're virtually indestructible. I mean, this is not something that I can imagine most denizens of the city could possibly survive. So we heard there's an update coming where we get, like, dragon stuff. Like, be able to breathe acid. That would really help okay. the food game. We need to work on some selection criteria for that, I think. Uh, we'll figure something out. So are we following the guts into the sewer? Is that where we're at? Yes. What's this we? <laughs> <laughs> well, by we, I mostly meant Nothar. <laughs> oh, very well. Let's go. The sewers are really well maintained. The Marquis. Yeah, they're like, actually really nice looking. <laughs> like the French ones. They're, they're ridiculously kind of spacious. So oh, yeah. like, when you get down there, you'll see. Catacombs. Vampire catacombs. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he, he does have a good point. It's only affecting these goats now. But it could spread. Mm, yeah. Especially if my vampires are <laughs> showing their incredibly poor taste. Also, uh, a giant... your vampire pens is like... He's an orgy god. You said we had to make nice with them. Sir, <laughs> god, boss. <clears throat> Besides, they're not the funnest to party with. They always end up getting hairballs. And if we eat mortal food, we start violently throwing up Vitae. So it's not the greatest thing because we get wolves stuck in us all the time. The Marquis just has his earbuds in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, shall we uh, check this out and stop talking about this forever? <laughs> yes, that solved this problem. His next Dominion expansion will be an AI for his earbuds to automatically just filter down to filter out stuff that would make his ears bleed. Just like it's true, I've been drinking their blood. And like a twitch hole in their throat, it counts as eating mortal food. As per Vampire the Masquerade, they start losing VT points to purge it. They're like this is shit. Stupid goats. Dominion change, better taste. <laughs> you told them to make nice. Dominion change. Change the meaning of nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> so down into the sewers. So are these guys going to go get fixed? Are you going to go send them to get like, their organs regrown? Sure, let's fix them up. After some time, you can patch that up. You know, maybe get them to a... Maybe Faye will have to do some human magic on them and just pump it up. <sighs> they have a gift that can regrow organs and amputations with yeah. a sight. Just focus it down. Uh, all the business falling out of them. All the shrapnel, all the... <laughs> yeah, while well, you heal one, it's just like... 
like just <laughs> clattering spare change and pocket stuff and like you know fucking pieces from amusement park rides, screws and metal and stuff, ball bearings, bone, uh, bones, other people's bones. Well, bones from the bone amusement park. Oh, <laughs> ivory rights. Thirty pounds of ivory. They ain't got a stomach. How is there that much in them? <laughs> ah, we go down the sewer. I guess we take the elevator from our vampire towers all the way down. Oh no, that goes somewhere. We, you're not allowed. You don't want to go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Oh, we don't fun. go to the under tower. That's like my final boss dungeon. You don't want that. Yeah, Death is down there with a scythe waiting. You gotta make him a server. Remember him? What was his name? Moth guy. He's not my guy. Uh, we can't go down there until we buy the DLC. Yeah, so they like you get to the top of the tower and it's you know, you know the pre-boss level and then you go down. Yeah. To like the first level. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> it was Yan. Yeah, Yan. Yeah. You gotta yeah. make him an eight dominion guy so it could be like the mini boss battle. I can't even remember his name half the time. I don't. You call him just Death. <laughs> like Change your name so I can Indian. actually remember it. One Dominion change. Anyway, you go down to the street level, walk over to one of the many large like utility uh, cylinders, open it up, and just you just you know you walk down. It's like it's spiral steps going down to the sewer area. Yep. These sewers have fifteen foot tall uh, leveled ceilings with like hanging lights, the bee stuff that always illuminates things. Flowing clear purified water coming down uh, the walls and the central kind of like uh, idly flowing river of crystal clear water. Polished white marble steps that give off a nice calm sort of bathhouse glow. They're in the sewers. Various jellyfish-like creatures and fungi that look uh, hypnotic and clear and kind of cute actually are just going along cleaning up stuff. It looks like whenever they like foam up and stuff it's a type of soap that they make. They just kind of move along. <sighs> well, it shouldn't be too difficult, plus the uh, blood has been cleaned up. Well, it's so clean, you can smell the blood. Oh, good. Because there's nothing else to get in the way. Alright, so yeah, we'll just start looking at the... Uh, which it takes you on quite a tour. You have to go all through these sewers. Eventually you reach, like, a main junction port, and it's like, it looks like Niagara Falls, but there's like crystals everywhere. Sometimes you see a mermaid swimming through it. You know, it's really nice down here. Like, people have set up shop living here and stuff, and they just kind of hang out in their bathing suits, or they swim nude because it's like a perfect lake under the city that's heated and stuff. It's purified water, there's nothing wrong with it. Sewer is a gross misnomer. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, this place is nice, it's like a luxury place. We'll walk up to one of the people and ask them if they've seen it. Metal! It's Metal! It's all of them! Oh, oh, ha ha! It's a guy. He's, you know, tall. Uh, he has, like, a bunch of fucking battle scars across his face. Looks like he might have come from, like, one of your villages. Uh, you know, kind of like a bird complexion. You know, mixed, weird, blotchy, kind of black uh, boar parts that are kind of sticking out where the bird parts aren't. You know, hybrids. What are you doing down by the swimming hole? Are you here for a swim? We're gonna go swimming? Skinny dipping? Believe it or not, we're looking for a bunch of internal organs that may have come through here. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you're looking for a heart. You're looking for love. A little more literal. Re really? Huh. Well, most of the water's purified by the time it gets here. You know, you get dark spots every once in a while, but the scrubbers take care of it. 
That's what we call these little guys. Picks one of the jellyfish and starts like tickling it and it's like just dropping like dish soap. These little guys are great. They're pretty good grilling. Very uh, vinegary. Nice salad work, you know, you know, a bunch of leaves and stuff. There's plants all around here. Squeeze out some honey from some of the bees and stuff. It's great. I'll have to try that sometime. You should. We've got a whole like little like food cart that we make it out of for people for free because there's why wouldn't you? You know, you just share. So you haven't seen any organs moving from here. Well, like. About a week ago, there were a lot of like really dark spots all the way through one of the uh, auxiliary canals, like this kind of streak of red and black, and it was making this hissing, clattering sound. Uh, and, then it went, and then it kind of made like an L out of the water and it went into that junction panel. Thank you, that's very Thought awesome. it was odd, but like, you know, look at this place. Things just happen for no reason and then you die. Just like life. And then you go to an afterlife. We need to put some <laughs> recruiting stuff down here, don't we? Well, he worships you guys. Yeah, oh. he's a worshiper. Oh, he's one of your worshippers. They stop for no reason, and then you die. It's not about right. Yeah, he likes swimming. He never got to yeah, swim in the Arctic hellhole he came from. Well, that doesn't sound like enough of a lead. Let's go check out that junction box. Well, there quickly grabs a like fried jellyfish from the food cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it. It's really good. Yeah, you guys just walk around. It's like, it's a big walk. You're walking to the perimeter of Niagara Falls, basically. Yeah, yeah it's just nice. There are people here hanging out and stuff. Like, little people have basically asked part of the city to reconfigure it to, like, homes here so they can live by running water all the time. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, there is a small auxiliary waterfall that's kind of smaller than the rest, and beside it is a normal-sized corridor. That's even by, like, an auxiliary Jeffrey's tomb. It's, you know, the size of a person. You'll get on your hands and knees. That's for assholes. <laughs> so what are we going to do with these organs once we find them? I brought some kerosene and a torch. It's not entirely out of possibility, considering the strange things that go on, that it may, that communication may actually be a legit option. And if that option fails, we'll burn them. We fail as many sausages. Stitch together to a man shape and then make them Lothar's nemesis for his religion. <laughs> There's no reason. That's just a certain thing talking about whatever he talks about. That's me. Did we bring them? No, no, I saw you guys <laughs> hanging out here. I was prognosticating to the masses, and I figured I'd come out. You want to come up? Fried spiders. I'm good, thank you. Alright, you. I suppose we could also wait to one of the up. women ace her face in a bathing suit with like a bunch of Thea tattoos branded into her. This picture is like the neck and down of a woman and just, you know. If her face is out, never tell. Yeah. Uh, we could also attempt to graft them back into the goats. If they aren't actually sentient, they may just be fighting a warm, dark area to nest in. <laughs> I am hesitant to ask, but also it will be interesting to discover, and I'm sure one of you will have to find this out, why the organs decided to crawl into the sewers and... Oh, we can ask them when we find them. Oh, Lord. I can't imagine anything that might have to do with my vampires. <laughs> oh. I have to say, I have like a shrine around here. At night. She makes air quotes. Night. Kind of gestures at you guys. Um, you hear stuff coming from that access tunnel. Oh. 
Has anyone gone missing as of late? Anything suspicious like that? No, the Panopticon system hasn't reported any casualties or losses. Everyone's checking in with their implanted... He's clicking noise points at her neck. <laughs> oh, oh! She pulls out a <laughs> syringe and gestures to her arm. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, okay, all right. I just <laughs> thought we were going a different place. No, definitely not. Enjoy your uh, swim. Thanks, God. So, everyone with the what? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> she just like backflips off into the water. For Sounds me. like something we should talk about. You should. You should. You should talk to Thea about. Or not. And she just a really long dive into the Niagara Falls below. Well, let's figure out what's in the junction box. All right, you walk down the normal corridor. It's about you know, 30 feet in. Uh, there's, of course, a sealed marble door with a symbol that says, you know, like in the various languages or symbol language of the city, hey, don't go here. You probably don't want to hang out here. Then you can just open it by tapping on it. There's no lock. Of course, because Patrick got too stupid to like it disobey. Oh, no, it's just that it's pretty harmless. It's just kind of a boring area. If you tap on it, the, the doors kind of just disappear into smoke. And it'll reappear later. And yeah, there is a cylindrical room uh, with a like actual tightening sort of uh, um, like submarine style kind of like like lock, you know, like the, the roundy things yeah, that lock a hatch. A hatch. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it's covered in gore, like old slick blood and stuff. And like the the handle's been smashed up, and there's weld marks on it. Like someone's like sabotaged this to stay shut, so you can't easily open it. Scrubber jellyfish can't get in here because of the door. Repair and open. Ah, yeah, it's easy. You're a god. Yeah. What is this, baby talk? You're fine. You're like, snap your finger, kick it, nod in a bit if you want, and boof, it's perfectly fine. Yep. All right, when you open it, air in there smells weird and foul-ish. Like, really humid, organy air. (laughs) I don't think we found the place. Coppery, even. Hemogoblin. (laughs) <laughs> you hear like scraping and screeching noises coming from down there. Low screeching. Let's go in. Yep. Yeah. Alright, well it's an automated uh, ladder, so you just kind of put your hand on the rung and it automatically goes and brings you down, so you don't have to actually put effort into it. It's like a tall boy escalator. You can just grab a stick, like it's not on the same system. So. Yeah. yeah, you guys all go down. Uh, oh, alright, what do I got for this? Boy, oh boy. That'll be fun. Full of organs. So, you're in the lower access area. Uh, it looks like the Thea B lighting system that lights everything, you know, with the honeycombs everywhere. That's been, like, painted over black. Like, someone spray-painted and smeared it uh, over, so it's only, like, vaguely light in the area with, like, patchy god-ray shafts of light kind of intersecting this dank sewer. There's, like, things in the air, like flies and detrius kind of hovering in this kind of stale, closed-off area. It's very humid in here. Kind of sticks to your face. Smite! No, just, just, just... Don't take out the the core. I just imagine you just like, Mike Smite, a torrent of destruction down the corridor, destroy. This is odd. Did you hear the description? 
Oh, good thing. Okay. So yeah, it's dark. Uh, the water here is like flowing. It looks like um, there shouldn't be water down here, but it looks like someone's like actually cracked open some of the wall and tore down an access pipe and rerouted it. So there's like pure water flowing through it, kind of filling up, and they block it when it's full enough. Mm. Like there's a makeshift kind of blocking system here to keep like a pool of knee deep water. Okay. And it's kind of it's really safe. Well, let's continue. There's scrap metal everywhere. Like, there's pieces of the city, like, just here, and it's been welded and shaped and formed into what looks like egg or cylinder designs. Um, there's what look like uh, pieces of tanks. Like, like you recognize these, like, old-world tanks, like, with, like, armor plating and concrete end seals have been, like, brought down here and, like, sort of partially taken apart and reshaped into things. That's strange. What? Well, treads and stuff are down here. You can see like the barrel of like a cannon. Primitive artillery. Looks like future stuff. Yes, but what is it doing in the sewer? Mm. This stuff is so primitive, it's actually in the tech level of the seven. Like the normal people here could build this and it wouldn't actually break down because of reality. That's how primitive this stuff is. World War One gas uh, and oil style. And there's that. There's, yeah, like there's diesel generators. You see what looks like a... Um, there's uh, solar generators, like like large test tubes that capture sunlight and pour it into filters and convert it to energy. There's a, like, over there, smashed up and covered in burn marks, is a rudimentary energon engine. There's tech down here. Hmm. <coughs> well, I guess let's explore. Uh, it opens up into, like, a graded, you know, kind of actual separated corridor sewer, and you can hear, like, scraping and screeching and, uh, talking, but nothing distinct, like, like, almost howling sounds coming from all different areas. Should we make our presence known? I mean, you're rather stealthy, are you not? Couldn't you sneak up on, uh, whatever's down here? I'll give it a shot. Yeah, okay, so invisible, and unfortunately there's no way in God's green earth this counts as natural, uh, <laughs> So, and I can't see a single target for my other gift, but I do have the natural invisibility, or magical invisibility. Perfect. So I will sneak around using that. Alright. So yeah, you head down one of the side tunnels then, and uh, as you're going through, you're seeing more of these, like, like twisted metal, like, contraptions. They look like boxes and cylinders and shells. Uh, one of them looks like a cylinder with a dome on top, and it's, like, covered in pipes and has, like, stuff oozing out of it. And, like, there's clearly, like, dead goat guts in there just kind of like fizzled out and falling apart to a sort of gelatin. Really? Yeah. Like on the inside of it, there's like a gelatinous mass that used to be going over these. And it's, is it like moving or like... It doesn't look totally like the organs used to look anymore. It looks like it changed and it's just dead in there. There's nothing alive. Odd. That scraping sound is getting louder as you get closer. Okay, keep, keep going. Uh... Yeah, eventually you come into an antechamber, like a large cylindrical room, and there's like a machine shop built here. Like there's metal hanging on like meat hooks from the ceiling. Uh, there's welding tools everywhere. There's those like saws and what looks like clearly gun racks and stuff. And large chambers that have like small creatures in it that give off energy. Um, and, and there's these tank things everywhere. They're cylindrical, they're on tank treads, they have a dome, and they're like covered in like plates and stuff. And there's like graspers and hands coming out in front of them. Almost like arms, and they're just moving around, screeching at each other. There's dozens of these things down here. Okay, but they're not, they haven't noticed me right now. Like that. No, nope, but you can smell meat inside of them. 
And they're these weird, like, iron rusted tanks. How big are they? Mad sized. So they're. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I will head back. To describe the scene? I will describe the scene. One thing of note, there was a stained glass window ripped off from one of the shrines in the city of um, uh, the Crimson Marquis, but him as like a bloody angel. And like, you know, like 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 the Archangel Michael, but his wings have been covered in blood, his face has a bloody handprint on it, and his hands are chained because he's only doing good, but he's chained down by morality and stuff. It's this whole thing. Oh. There's very different interpretations of you that you've allowed to flourish for fun. And uh, yeah, that thing was just smeared in blood with like symbols that mean uh, that basically saying like that crude language will kind of worship him. <coughs> worship him. Maybe you should go and try and talk to your fans. Out of character, is anyone getting a severe Dalek vibe? More or less. We shall see. <coughs> well, they're clearly sentient. I suppose we can speak with them. It sounds like you would be the person who would want to talk to them. No, you were. You took part in the creation as well, so you can come along. Well, come along. Let's go. We walk there. Yeah, I guess we'll step out into the open. Alright, you go into the, the, the weird antechamber. Yeah. They all wheel around in their treads and start screeching. Uh, blood's coming out of the seams, the, the little like plates on there are oozing, and they start moving around, some of them are picking up guns and stuff. Okay, uh... Do you make your presence known? Do you yeah. stand out from the crowd? There's blood everywhere? Like, in the stagnant water and stuff, and coming out of their, like, the tanks. The Marquis, like, holds out his hand and kind of gathers up blood from the water, still purified blood and just kind of smears it down his face as it is in the uh he has risen he has risen he has risen they're all chanting it the river has returned (laughs) (laughs) your lord is here they start wheeling towards you with like like mechanical hands that are like all analog on police and stuff with butcher cleavers for fingers oh they're all bloodstained and stuff. We can actually talk. Okay, this is. Is there a leader amongst you? They all start wheeling around and pointing towards the stained glass, and in front of it is a larger tank that's clear, and there's like a mass of organs that look like jellyfish mixed with like squids and like intestines that has like, you know sensory organs in it that's hooked up to like electrodes and stuff just kind of floating the first the first the first i hate your goats <laughs> i hate them <laughs> so i am the first okay <laughs> you can't handle this how did you come to be first I was born from the soil of Genesis aeons ago. I can't actually tell if he's like lying or just. By the way, you're uh, you're, you're you have the word of Lich King. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert: these are undead. No. Harder spoiler alert: they're vampires. That massive organs in the tank is a vampire. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so they just turned those organs. Oh, this is like the cave, that story of uh, Plato. What? Is it though? Yes, they did. Uh, eons to them may have been. Last week. Yes. Oh, they got the ghost intelligence. Intelligence. There was nothing but darkness and poison. We were. I was tortured for an eternity in a pit of oblivion, acid and stabbing and mutilation and penetration. But then there was light. The first day happened. The metaphorical first day, an aeon. And I was given sight and feeling. And I escaped the oblivion of nothingness. I am so glad that you have come into this world to serve the Marquis, the god of all vampires. We serve the blood maker, the blood taker, the bone breaker, the lord maker. And I accept you into my fold. I view you as one of my own. He has risen, he has risen, he has risen, he has risen. They're chanting and slamming their fists against their cage. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, you New like... vampire clan as your problem. <laughs> my problem? Now that's his problem. <laughs> It was I, together with Azazel, who created you. They all make hissing noises and cover their like view screens and turn away. Oh, I see. That's what it is. <laughs> it is Caparaca. It is hell. It is the poisoned earth, the torture chamber from which we escaped. <laughs> the stabbing and the poison and the acid and the screaming and the noise and the penetration and the cutting. We escaped from the dark, dead world of Caparaca and came into the light. We found your instructions. They point to the murals and the catalogs about how to make like your own like home war machines and self-defense weapons. They taught us. They taught us how how we could become useful. How we could be like you. And it's like the large one has like large machine hands. It's stroking the tank covered in blood. How we could look like you. Shouldn't have made that an anarchist cookbook, I guess. This is our Eden, the perfect garden you made for us. How many of you are there? We are, we are legion. For we are many. Hmm, Legion Spain. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like from other tunnels and like axis ones and like small lifts, more of them start coming out. I have a character. I have three words for you. <coughs> Sever the line. But no. Uh, yeah. Out of character. Legion's bad. In character, <laughs> Lothar does your problem with this. How many of your goats did they fuck with? I, he looks I mean, just... some of the goats got a little vampire and started biting each other. <coughs> also, they do go to, like, blood shops to buy vampire blood and snort it. <laughs> because that's an option. Because he's an orgy god. Know that I have seen you, and I approve of your existence. Together we shall... 
and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. They're like slamming against the walls, breaking like pipes and stuff, making as much noise as possible. Here you shall remain. Here you shall thrive. Here. New Genesis, new Genesis, new Genesis. Find a cure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could turn them into birds, but I don't think that would be exactly what you wanted. Oh I no, mean, I'm fine with them existing. I'm just, just about how they contract, they make more. Yeah. How do you make more of yourself? We wait for, they, they like cover their faces when talking to you. <coughs> It is from the dark soil our kindred, our kindred, our birth. <coughs> when the embrace occurs, we seek them out from their internment and birth them and pull them into the net, the second breath. Okay. We built a whole mythology around this. Okay, so no eating vampire bits for my golflings. <laughs> But lo, did we know the soil would turn cruel from the demon king's malicious intent. And so we look to the great project. He is the light bringer. He is the dark lighter. <coughs> he is the sunsetter. <coughs> and like there's a pool behind him, behind the stained glass, that's just covered in stagnant blood and gore where they've been pouring like animal meat into and organs and dead stuff and bones. And like from there, like there's like squids and weird things that <coughs> crawl out that are like half alive but aren't quite there yet. What the fuck? They're trying to breed more of themselves. Can move that pool? Oh, they shouldn't do that. Well, why not? That's what they do. They I mean, actually, chosen people. I mean, it's actually better than them <laughs> bursting out of goats and. Matil's goats have super. Or I mean, Zaytel's <laughs> goats have super regeneration. <laughs> He's a fertility god. It's all about cancers and tumor. Yep. You are just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Once he gets that dragon upgrade, oh man, the next generation? Uh. They'll diablerize the first generation and gain all their memories. <laughs> Good for them. <sighs> Were I to wish to... If I wish to speak to you in the future, where can I meet you? Is there a place where you can come up to the surface? He lets us into the sky. The sky, the sky, the sky. The crystal realm. I shall create a lift, should you need to speak to me. And there we shall uh, <coughs> commune. You should leave the rules of the city just so they don't go obliterating things. Oh yeah, we'll hook up some of the uh, media down here. Excellent idea. I mean, we'll just run through all of them because I haven't memorized from speaking it into the thing. He didn't ask you to speak all that. He just took a voice sample and it like did audio. That's well. going for the recording. <laughs> I mean, they although he'd be there speaking for a very long time so, into the mic. <laughs> do you want to breathe, make them breathe more? I can just do that as some stuff starts forming the primordial ooze there. Marquis looks like he's about to slap Azazel across the face. He's just like... Oh, they'd love that. Right? <laughs> slap Satan in the face. Yeah, it's kind of an antichrist figure to them, because your goats uh, are an awful place for a group of organs to live. They're frat boys. 
They do have backwards baseball caps on, caps on that are like uh, John Deere orange at all times. Oh, and they found a dispenser for it. Some of them have shirts that go up like this with like the double pocket collar. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, the Marquis just move. gives them his blessing and is like, let's get the fuck out of here. New vampire clan. New vampire clan. New vampire clan. <coughs> we'll, uh, we'll look into fixing them up a bit. They're our children. Gross. <laughs> From now on, they will be known as the Shitlick clan. I mean, this is... This is turning out a lot better than the last time I presented a child of, you know, multiple members of the party. <laughs> I guess we call them the Bloodlings. Punted like a football. So yeah, that's uh, that's your problem. A merry little adventure. <sighs> so we just solve it by telling the gods don't eat vampire bits. I guess. Immunize them to this, because Jesus Christ. I guess. Yeah, now you know what we'll go for. You could probably tell them not to take the specific concoction of uh, debauchery that led to this. Yeah, that's fucking rapid. Make a make a inoculation. We should Mr. shots. Tell them to go to the doctors. <laughs> We should probably leave a few notes to the, especially at least the denizens of the sewers, that uh, there's some weird stuff down here. I mean, they, don't I mean, they know it. They know there's weird stuff down here. We'll change that sign from "Please don't enter this area" to "Definitely do not enter this area." How <laughs> do you just change the sign to "Locked" so no one can get occupied? In? I mean, <laughs> I was just say "Locked" and then "Lock it." That's an extra key card people have to carry around. And no one Warning: knows. Shit, cyborg, to eat vampires. And I'm gonna say like, "Oh, electrical box, don't, <laughs> don't." Capital letters. It's just, don't just, make it a key card door. Make it a missile door. <laughs> just don't. Don't. <laughs> and then behind that, another door that says, really? No. You're not ready for this. So, yeah, we'll we'll leave them. They're, they're fine down there. They can just be there. That's a problem. Not my problem. This is working out well for me. You mean Khaled symbiotes? <laughs> <sighs> well, that happened. That happened. Problem solved. Now start pouring the gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Full drain of there. Well, we'll okay. see. So if you guys meet outside the door in the nice, peaceful uh, water City. area, <laughs> what are your thoughts, Mattiel? You've been uncharacteristically quiet about this. I mean, they've got a right to life, I guess. You guess. That's good enough. <laughs> I was, uh, I was for sure hoping you were going to go, things happen and then you die. That's, that's his <laughs> Hopefully sooner than later now. So what are your thoughts on how strange this was? Things happen and then you die. I mean, this compared to the Battle Fear where just everybody just exploded in gores and blood. Comparable, I guess? This is not comparable to that. You guys found a cargo cult of tank guts that, is, that think that being uh, the organs to your service is a fate worse than death. Although, I, ironically, I think Lothar was probably more disturbed by the battlefield than this. Because this is just weird epistles. This is just stuff that happens. This, this just happens. <coughs> They're not hurting anyone. Eh? If they ever rise up, it's Legion's Bane. <laughs> Maybe we'll arrange, uh, just in case, we'll have regular someone... Associate, I don't know. I'll just come down and make regular. Saturday Eagle Scouts. Yeah, I'm just gonna create a tube where they can come up and like speak to me one at a time. You know, after going through a decontamination cycle. How so do we just? Give them a better place to live. 
But then I'd have to do that. It takes less than a day for you to build a factory-sized structure. I mean, it takes effort. Actually, yeah, I could just make a fabricator so they have better parts to work with, so they yeah, have geez. less. Yeah, you got two. You have access to the city's resources. <laughs> tech, tech vampires slash fertility vampires. Cyberpunk vampires. And if you ever wanted to do a recruiting run, you could always, when you have a bunch of corpses, next time, if you wanted, you could turn them into zombies and then have them walk over. Yeah, just dump the bodies down there. and Yeah. Though they might need the regeneration factors of the Azazel good people. Well, that's future us problem. <laughs> okay, guys. What next, if anything? Um... Faust, I guess? I don't think I have too much in the lines of, uh... We can go hunting for the Iconoclast, the Breaker, Happy Fausting, this Blood Oak that's boiling somewhere around there, probably. That brochure you got from the married couple? Oh, yeah. So how about Faust and then kill something, maybe? Sure. So I guess we will take a quick detour to uh, the mountains. We'll, we'll make sure to bring some metal this time. Some metal? Yeah, specifically <clears throat> requested we bring a bunch of metal. <coughs> there you go. <coughs> well, let's cut to that then. He said he was going to make like a observation perch away from him. We said we were going to come down to hang out for a bit anyway, so... Yeah. Alright, you guys get into your airship and fly away. Teddy Ruxpin style. Yeah. You guys coming as well to meet Faust, or...? Oh, I would miss this for the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to wear your band tee called Off from the Band Off and Wrong. Yes. <laughs> there it is. So condescending. Right. There's one person that deserves it. You say yes. <laughs> That's both of our mistakes. Yes, let's call it that. Who do you bring on the airship? Other than you four. I don't think we need anyone to bother Faust. Um, I'll bring uh, a bunch of the uh, the uh, pilgrims. Yeah, I'll bring. I'll bring some. <coughs> Pilgrims. You don't get your married badge for coming with me, though. You're just... Exploring. No, we're just, we're just happy to be here. Yeah. Mad I.O.? I'll bring Yan. Yan? Oh, yeah. man. Let's, let's get him out of the vault. <laughs> you open... There, there, you guys have, like, that, that central kind of restaurant slash bar slash hangout place for all your guys, and you open up the vault, and... Oh, there's Yan alone. Hey. Um, hello, Mad I.O.? Uh, what's going on? I don't know, I thought you might want to come out on a bit of a jaunt, get some fresh air. Oh, yes, that'd be great. I haven't, um, I don't really know how time passes here. It's always night, so that seems fine. Well, come along. I don't know how these screens work. They don't seem to want to respond. He, like, throws his butterflies against some of the screens, the touch screens, and they don't want to register him. <laughs> yeah, they can be tricky. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. I found this, like, big pool of nectar here. It's the sugar for making uh, sugar-rimmed drinks. <laughs> I've just been, you know, just been enjoying that. 
The only way he survived because he can't leave the room. <laughs> yeah, you know what you do for making like frosted drinks or whatever? Yeah. yeah that's what he's been you know, living off of. It's not like the living years, that cafe thingy that I created, Nitro, where someone's trapped there. It's more like the casino from Fallout New Vegas. They weren't trapped there, she actually lived there and just ran, ran the diner yeah. in the night road. No, not the diner, I mean the bar. Or someone was trapped in the bar. Oh, right, yeah. They're like, oh, I've been surviving all these drinks because there's nothing else. Surviving. <laughs> it's like, Moody. Alright, yeah, he kind of, you know, butterfly swarms over in a man shape with a sigh. So, what, what, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to go see Faust. Oh, how ostentatious. <coughs> yeah, we're pretty fancy. Okay, yeah, that, that seems great. Thank, thank you for inviting me. That seems fun. <laughs> He's so lonely. <laughs> yeah, well. Lure him out with like a handful of sugar. Like... <laughs> well, should we dust off someone else? Oh, actually, I think we should. We should bring the, uh, the couple in with us. Oh, they're in the middle of sugar right now. They're out of me. Oh, okay. Never mind. They're acclimating, arguing, talking about the nature of ethics. Should we bring Oh, heck. Lots of ah, heck. Should we bring someone else from the vault? Like, There's no one else in the vault. You guys didn't collect a lot of guys. But there's Blood Oak. <laughs> oh, yeah, Blood Oak. She's there. You know. Yeah, I'm not sure that'll be <coughs> things she'd enjoy. You want to come gawk at a really terrible god? Um, she says, with like, you know, she's like a big tree trained woman. Are we gonna kill it? Turn its bones into weapons? Oh, eventually, if you want to come and. Do that now? Do you need my back for that? Oh no, not yet, not yet. I mean, it's not really my thing. I've been uh, doing missions with uh, Madel's uh, squad, and we've been just exterminating uh, kindly master. Uh, I mean, outposts. Yeah. I'm gonna kill a breaker later if you want to come for that. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, okay. Yes, the death. Good, good, good. All right. I like how Manticore is too ambitious for you, but Frost is on your kill list. Oh, eventually. Um, I mean, Manticore, Manticore is just something I've, I'm very used to dealing with. <coughs> Frost, on the other hand, is the source of a lot of misery. And to be fair, you've seen Frost die. Yes. So he's killable. A lot of things are killable. You don't know if capitalism's killable. <laughs> I mean, not when I'm... Uh, not with this well. attitude. Not you in the White House. Alright, you board the Furious Kitten, you take off, you head for the mountain, Infinity Mountain! <laughs> we have to do the whole travel thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. If only someone had the word of, of journey, it would be a lot easier. <laughs> and we'll the effort for it. Ah, plus effort and dominion and shard, the costs adventures, you know. Scene swipe. <laughs> Scene swipe! You're at the top of Infinity Mountain, offloading your stuff. Again, you can see down forever. Uh, yeah, Faust is there. He's working away, actually. He, he seems to have, like, more blacksmithing equipment he set up. That's all an allegory for different things. And he is, like, just working away, like, forming swords, hammering things, making tools and stuff. Can't even get a me-damned mountain right. A what? A me-damned mountain right. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah. Uh, Lothar says, you know, like, does a little, little, little formal greeting bow. 
walks over. His pilgrims go off to the side. Oh, are the pilgrims within sight of him? No, no. Because if the pilgrims are inside of him, there's an event that happens. Because they've actually very specifically made a rule not to do that. Very good, very good, very good. Just let me know if the pilgrims ever can see Frost. It's very important. Okay. It's very important. Very important. They burst out laughing. And also, Blood Oak does not come to see Frost. Yeah. How about the Yam? I'm sure Hi, Yam. He's a butterfly. <laughs> Yeah, it's just in the background. Hello. Ah! Oh, hello. Did you bring anything other than yourselves in Yam to see Fost? He said that he brought a bunch of metal, right? Yes, because I said I was... Going. I meant people-wise. No. Oh, no. Very specific. Very important. Like, there's no, like, broodlings or goatlings around or anything? I guess we shouldn't be bothering him with that. I just want to know if you did, not if you should. I just want to know if you did. Fine, let's have some around. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, sure. cool. Uh, as soon as they round the kind of summit to see Foss, their heads detonate. Oh. Oh, I should have warned you about that. I didn't. Like, it's not a subtle detonation either. It's like a full-on grenade explosion. <laughs> There's actually ignition and fire. Oh. Mm. Well. I warned you. Oh, he warned you. I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Maybe I was drunk. <laughs> I, I remember it. He warned you about him. What you don't have see a shammy? and what mortals see are two different things. The Marquis just kind of looks like a mix between like amused and a sneer, and he just kind of sits back. Like, I'm not here for anything. To recap, Foss looks like a middle-aged human, completely naked, with a beard. And he's working a blacksmith forge. <coughs> sometimes he uses bare hands to shape things, sometimes he uses tools. So I've been working on my religious book, Discovering Morality. I have a lot of people working on that. Ethics is a neutral value process. There's no such there's no difference between a living person and a dead person as far as Rally's concerned. An interesting point. Haven't heard that one before. I mean, they made the same parts, right? Just look at them. They're all, they're all still there. Just in pieces, but you put them back together. Virtue, piety, compassion, suffering, malice, cruelty, charity, <coughs> love, hate. At the end of the day, they're all the same energy going into the world. What matters is the structures they leave behind. What matters is what you discover along me. So, what I was one of the reasons we came up here not just to chat. Yes, thank you for visiting. I do enjoy completely. It's like putting the swords he's made into the ground around him. I do love unprompted visits without ulterior motives. It's something I've actually missed a lot since Fooling and I are no longer in speaking terms. But I did, I did want to, to be perfectly honest, I did want to ask you uh, some advice on something. Conversation. The I'm trying to set up my cult so that they have wings like mine. A permanent change to those who follow the follow the X. I haven't been able to do that. You've done some sort of big changes to the world. How do you do that? Recruit more birds. 
Recruit more birds. Recruit more birds. Go to the top of the mountain. Tell them to fly for you. Once you're done, all of your worshippers will, will be able to fly. Really? I mean, those that wouldn't be able to will die before what remains the flying ones. Natural selection. That was a that was a revolutionary idea when I made it up to you. I was very proud of myself. It is. This quite clever. Take a hundred percent of your worship population, recruit more birds, bring them to the top of the mountain, tell them to fly for you from the top. At the end of at the end of this process, all of your worshippers will be able to fly, and all future worshippers will be able to fly. This will kill a crap ton of them off then. Or sorry, going with stuff like that. Uh oh, okay. Uh I suppose a lot of them are going to die. They were going to die anyway. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Is it yes. everything you hope Let's for? Let's do it! <laughs> <laughs> he actually says out loud. Is it, what did you ask? Is it everything you hope for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting point. Okay. Those uh, antlers from um, summer or spring? I think it was spring, was it? Mm -hmm. spring. spring. Yeah, those antlers from spring are actually on his blacksmithing station. He's like twisting them and shaping them into things. Oh. How did those come, uh, come around? I had a penitent show up, actually. They came and talked to me for a while and spent, uh, spent some time with me and then uh, made a request, so. I couldn't help but be inspired. I've never had access to this material before, and I couldn't help but get some ideas. Hmm, interesting. It's like flattening them down and changing their shape and geometry and like adding like ore that you've brought and stuff and hammering it into it. So, uh, those Mandipur people are real jerks, aren't they? Who? The future people obsessed with... Uh, I don't know which ones you're talking about. Oh, the... the Money ones. They created a big mock trap for iconoclasts. Exil just points to the horizon, that cloud there. Those ones, right there in the north. Because I seem to gloss over the Manticore one to like some smaller villages in the north, and then like your city's like, I don't see the difference. Of course. Yeah. I don't see any difference between So yeah, we'll just spend, make some small talk with Faust that is incredibly awkward. Yeah, let's have a conversation. Do, do you want to ask him for any more advice on flying? No, I think I, I think that... Uh, that, that uh, you want to take a, a level beyond, throw all your worshippers off the top of a mountain and see who, and let, God, and let you sort them out? Yeah, that seems like... Uh, a bad idea. So Lothar is just going to go. Okay, I think I see the problem here. He's seeing things from inhuman, nonsensical perspective that makes it virtually impossible to. He sees it from a very direct perspective. You want your motion to have birth, therefore kill all motion that don't have birth, don't have any you know, wings. Test which ones can fly. Guaranteed, the next time you test them, they'll all be able to fly. Yes. He doesn't see. Yeah, he doesn't. That's see... the first draft he made. That was just off the top of his head. He, you he want to workshop it. You want to wrap. Yeah, okay, all right, that's, let's see if we can Fox. work out something that's a little more... I was thinking more direct reality shift. So that anyone who took the oaths would be, and kept the precepts, would develop these things over time. 
lasting until you turn it. You want... So, people who don't fly, animals who don't fly, worship you in a specific way, and then they can't fly. Yes, they get the... And that's the structure you want to introduce to them. So not that they interpret the things that can fly over many generations and subsequently gain those traits, not that they worship you and gain mastery over your own prayer vessel system and use those miracles to grant themselves flight temporarily through daily uh, faith, piety, and supplication. You just want... Like, the vision you have is they... is you reward them physically... For them showing their love for you. And for Almost you. like you're selling them gifts in exchange for love. More of an acknowledgement of a certain level of mastery. My religion doesn't have any worship for me. It's about developing certain levels of skills. And survival strategies. Well, he like looks over to your city. And kind of just reaches out kind of over the horizon and plugs a thread. And uh, pulls one of your worshippers here on that thread and just kind of like covers their face. So he's holding them by their face. He's like, oh, oh, no, 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 oh God, oh God, oh God. And he just says, sleep. And they just pass out in a coma. Not asleep, in a coma. Well, he like grabs the thread at the back of their neck that's connected to you. Hmm? No, they're worshiping you. So the religion is about you, clearly. Like, look, there's no tie. Oh, odd. I guess there's a connection, certainly, but it says right here. It just, you know, it's on that cord again. Mm -hmm. If I pull a little harder, I could pull out its soul and show you it. Uh, that would have repercussions to him. That I don't know. But that is the intention. Those who are truly over the horizon and kind of just drops him back into the city. And it's, you know, by the way, he's a god. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, that guy's in a coma. He won't remember any of this. <laughs> so, he'll be like in the middle of the street, passed out, someone will like sweep him into a hospital. The intent is that is that those who follow the precepts and help, and help others, as I've written in this guy, will develop these. Uh, I don't know about the whole love thing. I suppose that they have viewed me as one of the beings that have raised them. That wasn't totally my intention. My intention was to provide this. People give their love to you. That feeds you. Just a baseline rule. Yes, I suppose it is. They give their unconditional love, but not respect to you and you are fed. <laughs> Luther writes that down because like it seems kind of important. The respect part? Yeah. Well, if you want to introduce a spiritual... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to think of a word for religion. Theocracy. Theocratic mutation. Find a large enough vessel that is bird-shaped, scar it up into pieces, and put it into your religion. I know Fui has some spare ones littering the area. Hmm. 
just pick an example completely at random, impartially out of the top of my head. So find several of Fui's children you could just use as resources for this project. Just completely impromptu off the cuff. Without malice or intent. Just thinking about it. Wouldn't be convenient. That breaker on the break is also flying. <laughs> that would work, I think. Give it a try anyway. Creation is hard. <laughs> it just breathes in and out. In and out. Goes back to hammering a little harder those horns. Um. So yeah, a little bit. Eventually, it becomes like a series of constellations, like like little tiny stars that are glowing that are interlinked by gossamer threads, and just picks up the scaffold of it and kind of just puts it into the sky and starts moving them around in different shapes. Like he puts them in front of him a little far away. When he lets go, they're constellations in the sky. And he's just moving them. Nice. Really foolish of Fui to leave these just lying around where anyone can get their hands on. I guess she has enough to go around. Hmm. Well, thank you for the advice. You're uh, you're welcome. You know, you can just drop by any time just to you know, say hi. Don't bring any rolls there. <sighs> Definitely bring rolls. They're disloyal. Okay, so after a while, we depart. Yep. Yeah, we hang need. out with Foss for a few hours. Yeah. It's creepy, weird, and an interesting experience. You have anything to say, Mantile? To God? Nope. After we depart? Well, that was interesting. Alright, on the airship back. <laughs> he seemed really nice. He is. He's very nice. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. Very regal for an arch divinity. Humble too. <laughs> Lothar's like, what? I mean, he said that they want to see him differently, right? What we see is different. He was quite nice. Explains why anyone tolerated him early on. Ah. <sighs> Just a down-to-earth guy, just talking facts and stuff. He is interesting to listen to. He has made... It seems that he's made countless mistakes, but... not learned from them? He never will. That's his curse. That's his existence. But he still has... tremendous... has created tremendous things. The iconoclast are tremendous. Well, I mean things like forging steel, stars, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. constellations can be great. Many creatures in existence have created tremendous things. That doesn't necessarily make them good. And that's his whole philosophy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the type of emotion you leave in the world, as long as the type of creativity, discovery, and infrastructure you leave behind. 
No, I uh, I agree with you. It does not. It does not mean that there is a difference between. I might meet a powerful warrior who doesn't care for ideas of consent or justice or compassion. I would respect his prowess, but I would not consider him good. I have the same respect for his the creation of some of what his ability to create. Have you ever considered the wings not being organic, but based on the very faith and love that people pour into you? Kind of a symbol, a focal point of their faith. Hmm. Truly a sign of their true devotion to you. But I don't seek their true devotion to me specifically. I seek it to, to their improvement of themselves. Why not? It's your lifeblood. Even if you don't seek it in a selfish way, everyone wants to be loved. I'll consider it, Prince. I mean, what is more of a symbol? Feathery wings, as any creature has, or those so devoted to you, so made of their love for you, that they, there's nothing like them anywhere else. <coughs> I think there's a failure to understand. I don't think that there's nothing like them anywhere else is automatically has little interest to me. Very well. You are a man of the people, I suppose. But I will consider this change, but uh, yes, this is a way we can do things that does not indebt me to magical or involve throwing my followers off a cliff. Oh, yes, I would definitely not recommend that. Well, I guess let's go break the breaker. Is that what you want to do next? Well, it's that or the wedding thing. Oh, wedding right. thing. Wedding thing. Wait, what? Wedding? He's talking about the brochure. Oh. That, that, oh, yes. Remember the brochure? Yeah. We do remember. Well, it's awfully quiet here. Well, then I guess we're taking the brochures? Yes, no. What do you guys vote for? Photos to be declared. No, I don't care either way. Breakers this. <laughs> Breaker's fine. I... What do we know about it? We got the info dump from Manticore. Hello, info dump. Explain. This, this is them. the breaker of compassion. <laughs> the one true good breaker. Oh, it's all uh, creation. It's a uh, owl monster that's been hunting and causing trouble in the area and pushing back against their expansion. Aha, see? Fine. You can use that. All right, so uh, it has owls, so uh, bird, 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 bird. yeah, I'm gonna bird up and uh, see if anyone knows about this. Uh, any of the the uh, birds know about that bird? That bird. bird. The wise destroyer is its name. It, uh, it hypnotizes people with its giant spotlight, uh, melting eyes, 
and uh, whenever, whatever it flies over grows old and dies in age. That sounds like something I'm completely immune to in every way. I know, right? <laughs> sounds like time is involved. I'm gonna go and uh, cherry tap it. <laughs> cherry tap the fucking fighting game. Um, so, uh, what about its, uh, servitors and actions? Like, what kind of patterns does it, does it, like, go around enslaving people? Does it just fight the new It flies people? from perch to perch with its, like, cult that it comes with, uh, and they just, like, plunder knowledge and lore and time for people. And time for people? Yeah, it takes their youth and it redistributes it to its cult. Okay. They're dicks. They're dicks. Right? I'm gonna pause. No, all right, we're back. So, you guys are going to seek out this breaker. What was his name? No idea. The Giant Outlier? Yes. There it is. <laughs> they were looking to me for confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> doing that. You saw it happening. I don't remember what you I You thought saying. I was testing, testing you. No, I just had no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate what's about that. That's fine. We understand. It's too much to keep straight. So, uh, there's information for where it usually hangs out around. Uh, it's south, um, near that mountain range where the kind of winter gives way a bit. It's closer to the Elven Forest that you can be comfortable with. Hmm. Sort of southeast. Uh, yeah. Deep forests and large, like, canopies, uh, cliffs that have that weird kind of, like, half-yawning, uh, Overhang and stuff, like just in the middle of like plains and valleys. Mm -hmm. That's where they sent you. How are you getting there? Furious kitten? Yep. Furious kitten most of the way, and then we'll fly the rest of the way. Because it's yeah, a that's flying sensible. breaker. We'd we also tear the ship apart. And we don't want the entire crew to be aged. Yeah. Turn to old people and die. I guess my bullies would be much of help. I mean, how long do they live? Maybe it'll age them past, you know. I mean, it's a flying enemy. They don't have wings yet. Throw them. <laughs> That's so many. Are you prepping your dispel for I think it's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still equipped, actually, so I don't even need to spend Dominion for that. Effort. Whoops. Okay, you're going breaker hunt. We are now back. So, uh, valley, cliffs, overhangs, owls, the whole thing. You guys are flying with magic right now, with effort gifts? Yes, using the uh, the, the one that lets have six people fly. Perfect. Who are you bringing with you into this conflict? Two, three, four. Two slots. I guess Blodo wanted to go in to kill some... Stuff. I mean, they wanted to come, but are they just going to get shredded? Maybe. I mean, we already invited her to come. It would be rude to, uh, you know, tell her. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'll bring Bodok. And then one more. Acer, Yang. TikTok, what's the decision game? Let's bring an Acer in. Cast one useful spell. It's me, Acer and Thay. Alright, so yeah, you head down to the valley, you're hunting breaker. The trees here are large and old and twisted, some of them are partially petrified, they're boreal, like they're, you know, they're, they're pine trees. 
and they're big and tall and stuff. And there's vines and there's a lot of aged stuff around here. Uh, it looks like this place is like prehistoric. Okay. I mean, it's pretty for the time. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you, uh, what signs are you looking for to track this breaker? Oh, forget tracking. We're going to do this the, uh, the best way. I'm going to summon, I'm going to use, uh, use a gift for an effort for a day. And I'm going to take a little extra little time and I'm going to summon a sh metric shit ton of birds. Because that is the solution to everything. You're going to spend like 10 minutes to do it? Yeah. Alright. A vast or a large mob of birds shows up. Birds, 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 birds. Hi, does anyone know where the wise destroyer is? Ka ka ka. Oh my god. See, so yeah, birds are just above you. You know, flying around. Dropping like feathers and stuff all around. Uh, they start talking back. A lot of it's no. So it's like, oh yeah, he's over there fighting. Oh, sounds good. We'll fly on there. You head over there. But it looks like, is this, is this how this really goes down? You just scream at birds all day? What's this wee-wee you're talking about? I mean, he's a bird person. So. There is a lot of screaming at birds that goes on, yes. I see. All right. I just had never imagined. All right. Uh, yeah, over a valley into a veil. Uh, there is, uh, you know, large overgrown foliage and stuff, and a bog. Uh, looks like structures of sorts that have been like covered in petrified wood and stuff. And yeah, there's this big owl swooping down with its large spotlight eyes, leaving like large swaths of like aged, cracked, uh, dead earth wherever it flies around. Yeah, okay, that thing seems like the thing to kill. There's like swarms of owls with it, and there's people that are like gliding in like, you know, like feather gliders and stuff. There's just stuff going on. What's it fighting? Uh, the ground, it looks like. It's just shooting its crazy eyes at the ground. It's a little disconcerting. Well, it might be just raiding this village. This village might, or this village might be a magic or something, but we don't know. The sky fought against the earth. Oh, I guess let's murder it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So, what kind of uh, enemies are we looking at for in terms of numbers and vast mob of birds? Of course, that have been like enhanced by it, so they're they're a little beefier than usual. Uh, vast mob of elite warriors that are flying due to its machinations. Mm -hmm. And it might have a lieutenant or two in there somewhere. Okay, so Legion's Bane, Legion's Bane, and Legion's Bane won't work on the birds, they've been modified. Ah. Fine. Higher than normal hit die. They're not lesser foes. Well, wait, they, level, no, are you? they have to be two hit dice or less. So, so they have to be half of my level. They are not. Well, then I guess I'll just do Breath of Death. Yeah, you should do that. That'd be really great. That's really good. I, I endorse that. <laughs> Oh, there's a twist there. Yeah, just a slight twist. I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking trick you or trip you up. It's just, you know, they're beefier. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's all. You, know, you can still probably destroy all of them. How do you guys want to start this? It's swooping around. Boom! Leaving behind, you know, time holes wherever it goes. 
That's uh, what was going on. Yeah, I remember. Forgotten what was going on for the last 15 minutes, and then I remember. I think the uh, bir the uh, birds are going to probably, just because they're a bit slower than the rest of us, are going to hit last. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. So I guess what, Luffer goes first with his nine attacks against the bird and... He's gonna go after, yeah, he's going after the wise destroyer because he goes first and that's kind of the things he does. Sure, 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 sure. Burn me. Okay, so this one I'm down. I'm down one for the day for the summoning a crap ton of birds. Yep. I'm down one for the uh, commit for yeah, the attack to me there. One for... This is very important. Uh, Wizard God of the Sky. Yep, this area is covered in rainbows. <laughs> Rainbows are universally a sign of uh, the end of the world. There are rainbows all around this valley, and they look hungry. That's good to know. <laughs> one for the day for the miracle, one just committed. Throwing that out there for you. One for the sky god. There are rainbows everywhere. One for just stripping around for some of our sun dogs. Perfect circle rainbows. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're just crisscrossing this valley, and they have a hungry look to them. All right, so oh, what's the AC? Oh, the Skybird monster. Oh yeah, it's in the batch. What is the ACP? Yeah, three. Three. There you go. Reroll. Three hits. Reroll. Oh, I guess it's a matter for oh, that's you, too, because you're the knowing guy. Reroll? Mm -hmm. There are rainbows everywhere. Like, you don't really notice them, because right. why would you buy them? But there are rainbows everywhere. Like, uh, does that mean something different to me than it does to... Uh... You have the context, Mattel does it, because Mattel has the cultural context of rainbows are bad and are sort of the end of the world. Rainbows are generally a sign of a uh, hellbird. Oh. Specifically, the rainbow. Huh. It's a given Christian name. Uh, nine points of damage. To the breaker? Yeah. Jesus Lord, that's a lot of damage in one hit. Well, three one. hits, actually. And three hits. Oh, that's not a lot for three hits. Step up your game. Alright, it takes nine damage. It's making hooting sounds, and its beak opens up into like a vortex of stars that sprays out time acid. Uh, and yeah, you just. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? It's flying around. Describe it. Okay. Moth oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out of its wings. Yeah, I'm just trying, like, head, just head straight in with this, backed up by this huge amounts of bird. Dodges through there, kind of like, and then when it gets close, just starts raking up and down the uh, the inside wing. Do you want to blow that water your birds? Do some straight damage to the other mobs? Yeah, that seemed like a good move. Cool, cool. To the eight. One and zero. <laughs> One and zero. Or three the mobs, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also Frey. Yes, you're Walter Frey. So you're Frey. Uh, I can, when I'm in combat with a giant bird, so I you're Frey. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, no, you totally can. Unless there's a rule that says you can't Frey, you can always Frey. Frey does not work against greater foes unless you're the gift. But no, you're not Frey. But there are the mobs. mobs. Oh, okay. They're close enough to the thing? Yeah, it's totally. No, nope. thanks. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just do my breath of death. Might as well end this to all the mobs in the area. That's four, one, one, 
36 damage to mobs, 36 and 1 2 and 3 damage to normal things. There we go. How much damage was that to the mobs? 36. Oh my actual Christ. Uh yeah, sure. Alright, I'll give it to you. Uh yeah, the bird swarm is gone. It was already injured. Okay. So yeah, boosh shrapnel. A lot of these birds just detonate from the heat and damage, and then it's just a bloody rain. I'm just imagining it's making ack ack kind of noises. Yeah, a lot of those humans. Oh man, are we warriors? Thirty-six. They're down to like ten hit die. The whole swarm. <laughs> just ten hit die. Like people are dropping, bodies are hitting the floor. They're just scorching the ground in blood. And two more damage to that mob from my fray. Okay, just eight of eight hit time left. <laughs> and you did how much to the breaker? Uh, three. You know what really should be playing? Ace is high. No. I refuse. Je refuse. Alright, Vampire God and Freedom God. Also Dance God. Fury of the Heavens. Fury of the goddamn Horns. Piece of shit. It's amazing. Party mistake for how? Alright, break time, break time. Fury of the Heavens is happening now. It's the best gift in the game. Um, where the fuck are your saves? Ah, five of us. It makes it. So it takes two, two. damage. Two damage to the breaker. Yes. Oh! Burning its back and stuff. All right. Since I'm not necessarily combatty. Uh, oh, Frey. Yeah, Frey. Four is one. One damage to the mob. One damage to the mob. Alright, so it sounds what? Seven? Yep. Alright. Vampire. Alright, seven. You guys do a lot of damage. And I'll continue doing a lot of damage. Yep. Uh, the Marquis gonna actually fly down to the uh, forest floor and try to figure out these rainbows, because that seems ominous and dangerous. Like, I wanna know if we're, like, getting involved in something that's gonna be a trap. Well, it's right. fighting something. Should yeah, exactly. So, we kill the rainbows as well? They're rainbows, they're... <laughs> I mean, maybe they're causing the end of the world, you yeah. never know. So he's gonna fly down there and try to figure out what the source is, or if, what it's fighting, exactly. Alright, well as soon as you get to uh, the, the, the floor where the rainbows are, because there are rainbows down here, like, the tails of them are in the ground and stuff, and like, there's a weird uh, oil pattern shimmer kind of everywhere, almost like a fog, but it's like... You know in old 3D video games, where they would make the fog texture or the water texture a single, uh, like, two-dimensional plane that's transparent? Mm -hmm. Like, just a primitive uh, shape? Yeah. Uh, that's what it is, but it's like rainbow, like, kind of going across, like, kind of like an old Doom games and stuff. Or like old... Uh, they have, like, uh, a single, like, like backdrop shot. Yeah, but it's, like, on the ground and stuff, and it's, like, skitzing out and whatnot, and it's all rainbowy, and it's only, like, a 3% transparency. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and, like, the bodies that are falling here and the plant and the foliage, like, the bodies of the dead guys fall, and, like, they start to sink into the foliage, and the foliage goes through them, and all of a sudden the foliage starts taking on meat textures and have veins and arteries in them, 
and the body's starting to get like leafy rib cages and stuff. Uh, the flowers nearby are growing teeth out of their like uh, petals and whatnot. And like the center things like an eyeball and the stalks are, you know, veins and arteries. So plants are becoming meaty and meat's becoming leafy. Things are mixing, like rocks are taking on like bone structures. Bone stuff is taking on like musical instrument structures. Okay, so chaos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very specific kind. Okay. Nothing I know too much about? It's a hell order. It's called the rainbow. Do I know? This is what it does. You shouldn't be feeding it, basically? Yeah, it creates rainbow zones. If you see a rainbow, that's one of its zones where it's creating instability and um, kind of mixy, sloshy prison areas. Can you destroy those or stop those? Yeah, you gotta burn them out or destroy them or deprive them of materials, or over time, they go away. I mean, if they're plant monsters, leave it to me. You haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna create a field of danger around me. Well, what word? Uh, shit, which one? Technology? Yeah, like a... Uh, Okay, you got something there. A Tesla field, kind of like electricity arcing that zaps everything that gets close and reduces it to nothing. Alright, a degradation field? Yeah, yeah, basically. Alright, entropy pylons. <laughs> so that everything that falls gets uh, destroyed before it reaches the ground. Sure, 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 sure. So that's uh, for that's like, what, your level in damage just yeah. every turn? Yeah, after the first day. Yeah, so starting on the enemy's turn next turn, you'll start doing four damp straight damage every single turn. Okay, excellent. I guess it's also probably destroying the ground underneath it, so kind of... Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, Alright, that's your turn. Matayel? Um, you just... My turn. Oh, you're, oh, you're yeah, Okay, you're yep. Um, I have an action for my regular. Do it. So Punch it, kill it. Get the hell out of it. Hit. Don't take it, don't say it. Oh, that's from one. Hit. That is gonna be a reroll. Hit. Reroll. Reroll. Uh, that is two, four, eight. That's dead breaker. Oh, you killed it? Yeah. Almost solo. You then... almost Han soloed it. It didn't have a perfect defense, and it didn't have any. It was already spent a lot of its effort in the fight. <laughs> now there's just one small problem. Hellboard. Yeah. Alright, yeah, you gut into it and it just, you know, drops like an owl, like a bag of bone and feathers. Thud into the ground. Marky kind of sees that coming, he's like, fuck. I guess blood organization fake and you do the other flying people. So... He would have stopped that, but he didn't really know what's going on, so... Yeah, that's fair. Not a lot of people do. It's a weird thing to pick up on. So the fight ends really quick. You guys come in and just kill this breaker. Oh, that was easy. Oh, we're not done yet. I would get down here with me. Lower. Kind of snaps his fingers and points downwards. Uh, what we're looking at is a Lord of Hell. Oh, which one? The Rainbow. Oh, what's his deal? He's a Rainbow. Oh, so he, we should kill the Rainbows. Well, he, it, whatever. It warps reality. It makes law weird. It's chaos. 
We need to destroy as much of this area as possible. Salt the earth kind of deal. Is the Lord itself actually present? Like, should we be fighting it? No, it's a manifestation. I don't think he wouldn't appear here. He's in hell. Okay. Should we move this uh, thing? The What's left of the wise destroyer? Oh, yes, probably. Otherwise, it'll start uh, mixing okay. it with the rest of the... Uh, I'm going to make a miracle for the day under fertility, withering curse, with 40 acres of plants and instantly die, and that is cursed to uselessness for the generations. So, yeah, all the plants thing I just. Yeah, try. everything snuffs out. Yeah. Alright. Plant and vegetative matter is just gone. And it turns to sand. Handy. Only 12 damage per level to. Plant things. We'll try and pick up and mail this uh, the wise destroyer, I guess. You hear giggling coming from the ground. Like one of the rocks nearby starts to like open up into an eye, and the eye is made of like coral and skeletal material, like to copy an eye. Yeah. I'll try and pick this thing up so we don't waste it and have it be sucked up by this thing. I'm trying to do that. I'm gonna try and pick it up. Pick up the uh, giant uh, the breaker bot. The breaker bot. Oh, you can get out. You can get out of here just fine. So, what do we leave now, or deal with this? Are there still rainbows around? Oh yeah, they're all over. One of them is like arcing over and is slowly kind of changing. Like it vanishes a bit and then it reappears and it's like on the ground again, vanishing, reappearing. Until eventually, it stabs into the eye. It's just kind of sliding in like a uh, like a parasite worm. So this area has already been kind of. Poisoned by it's a, been hit by a blight zone, by yeah. a prism zone. Yeah, but now it won't be able to spread as easily, I guess, because it doesn't have much as much to feed off of. Yeah, there's a lot less material here for it to mix up and jumble. Without dead people or living things, can't take their ideas and make them real and you know mix them up and stuff. Hmm. Given um, we're all big idea people. Did we get rid of the bodies? The uh, the other the other ones? Or are they still there? Who wants to get rid of the bodies? Like Kevin's throwing out that damage field, so they're evaporating really quick. Oh but... yeah, we'll just I guess that'll handle it. Yes. Disperse the birds. Get them out of here and give them a warning to stay away from this area. Not that I mean, we're birds. Well, birds. They all been. They have all been murdered. His birds. some people that remain. His but... battle group birds. <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone yeah. in here in those houses? Oh no. They're long dead. They're part of the houses. The houses are basically them now. Can you? Can we get their souls out? Or oh, those souls have been mixed in with the land and stuff, and it's making the land alive. Yeah, you don't want those. They're... This is an intelligent Earth situation. It's going weird. I think it's best to uh, mark the edges of this area with. Whatever it is you use to keep other people away. Bones on sticks. Um. <laughs> Momentary pause. Oh, sure, one sec. Out of character. Alright, we're back. So, you're doing a dance of destruction, Matiel. Yep, I'm setting up a ruinously destructive vibration that destroys all solid buildings and structures of my choice within 400 feet. Earthquake dance. Alright, Matiel lays down a power slam. Uh, and the earth falls into a graveyard jam <laughs> as this place is leveled and destroyed and disintegrated and ruined by all your collective uh, miracles. Yep. 
some of the rainbows just kind of vanish. Some of them start like making a giggling sound that vibrates through the various color bands. That sun dog, the round rainbow, it kind of folds up into a butterfly shape and kind of flaps away over the horizon. Yeah, thoroughly solved. Yeah, that, that about solves it. Why is it that the, 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 the worst things tend to be like incredibly cheery looking? It's just a fact of reality, really. I mean, have you seen those tank vampires? Were they that cheery looking? Yeah. <laughs> There's a but lot of They're not the really worst. They're not even under the top 50 of the worst. Well, let's report this to Manticore. Let's come back home. I think we can call it for the day. All right. Carve the bits. Slay the Breaker. Instead, it was grievously injured when you guys were fighting it. Like something, it, it looked like it had a, a rough time. The inside of it is like calcified and like all mixed up. Like all of its organs and meat and stuff had slurried around. Like some of its bones were full of like brain material, and some of its brain had like. I'll ask a couple like, birds because of it. What was it? What was the bird fighting? Do you know? The ground. The sky was fighting the ground. I see. As is tradition. The <laughs> straight up was just attacking this light zone. Okay. Yeah. Weird things happen in the episode. So we'll end it there. I was Devin, Tyler, Kevin, Peter, Mark, and this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.